and you are watching another Blewitz Blitz film review. He has that ability too, trust me, he definitely does. Just his ability to catch balls outside of his frame, his leaping ability, his ability to hang in the air, his yak ability, it's 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 all there. Lowers his helmet, low man wins, bang, rocks the guy. Hall running free, Reese Hall inside the 10, he's gonna score! The, the corners all do their job, you know, if you look at the if you look at the picture right here, lock, lock, lock. Third and one. It is always drilled. What a great defensive play. I don't try to Monday morning quarterback any of the reviews I do, and I'll try to be honest with a lot of those things I, I put up. And you are watching slash maybe listening because I might start putting this on the podcast app uh, to another edition of Blue It Splits, another film review. The third out of the four preseason games for your New York Jets. A um, little bit more uneventful, I would say, in some instances. But some other instances, very, very interesting game um, from, from the Jets here. Uh, I have about, I think, 55 plays. Some of them are really, really quick. Uh, like, just little things I picked up on a play that I wanted to highlight. Um, so it'll run relatively quick. You know, two, two and a half hours, which is about the normal. Two to three hours for these film shows breaking down the entire game. Uh, for the most part, so we're gonna get into it. Um, obviously, with the Jets losing as they did, uh, just a lot of just stupid. You know, you have a, you have a fumble on, or you have yeah, we had a fumble, we have an interception off a of foot, we have uh, penalties in the red zone. It just wasn't very clean from the Jets. But even though they lost the game and it wasn't clean, um, a lot of starters didn't play obviously in, in, in this game, and with that. A lot of the players that we wanted to see do well did well. So yeah, you know, you might lose the game because Derek Langford gives up a touchdown uh, on a tar- uh, on a terribly timed uh, jump to try to you know pick a pass off or deflect the pass. Um, but he's not really going to factor into twenty twenty three for the Jets, right? So uh, the guys we wanted to do well did well for the most part. Um, but with that being said, because the Jets did lose unfortunately by a score of thirteen to six, we start off with the duds. And again, like for a lot of these shows, you could definitely record a ton if you wanted to. Um, you know, do I want to bring this review from 55 to 80 and start recording a lot of plays of Greg Sanat and all these people? No. Um, so with the duds, I didn't record a ton on these guys, um, even though maybe I could have. And it was more like pass, passive observations for my third dud of the game. Um, again, there wasn't really a ton of them that that, that I noticed um, past the people who are like legitimately important or who just stood out in a really, really bad way, you know? So uh, my third dud of the game, maybe reaching a little bit on this one. Maybe I can give it to somebody else, but I, I put, uh, I put Mitchell and Tittman. Um, I don't think Mitchell was, Mitchell was terrible. I think his run, I think his pass blocking is, is okay at times. His run blocking has been pretty abysmal. Um, and then Tittman, he, he, he started at left guard. He just never really looked comfortable. Uh, there was still, there were some bad reps that he was on the floor a little bit too much. Just, just never really looked like he found his footing. Um, at guard. And then once he went to center, he still didn't look so comfortable. Um, you know, a lot of bad snaps, like terrible snaps in, 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 in this game. Um, so then this is where I kind of emphasize, like, don't start moving these guys around and ABT has been doing it for so long now. It's like, we, we kind of just take it for granted, but you know, moving a guy who's coming from Wisconsin and now playing against one of the better defensive lines in practice every day and say, okay, now you're going to play some guard too. Like let's, let's, let's let him learn center, you know? So that's, that's where he should be. I don't think he should be at guard this year. Um, maybe I'm proven wrong, but 
I just think it's too much on, on, on a rookie's plate. Uh, so he didn't look good there. He's a little bit unfortunate. And then, like I said, Mitchell and, and, and Tipman, I'm not concerned. You know, he struggled at a new position and then a little bit at center. It's his third preseason game. I still think he's gonna be a very, very good player with all, with all that being said. Right. So let's not go into panic mode. Oh my God, Joe Tipman sucks, which I don't think anybody's doing because of blue splits, but Hey, if you are a dedicated listener and trust my opinion, uh, that I wanted to make it pretty clear to you to not struggle. Um, again, I think I'm going to start uploading these to the, to the, uh, up to the, uh, podcast app just because, um, you know, like I, I get the individual player reviews could be pretty, and and just in general they can be you know uh, drier or whatever. But with the with the with the games, like you're kind of talking about a lot more things. And if you don't want to listen, cool, awesome. Um, if there's five people who listen, who find it more convenient, then I think it's worth it for those five people. So I'm gonna do it for those five people, I believe. Uh, tip and pressure allowed. Okay, so we have left guard. I think we have four plays of these guys. So nothing again, nothing overly crazy with the negatives and stuff in this game. Um, but for for Tipman here. Again, we could be relatively quick. I think with the preseason stuff, I think we're kind of getting over some, some of the preseason stuff. Um, and, and really, and really for for Tipman here, obviously you have both Tipman and McGovern who off the off the jump. Um, Tipman's looking to pick up, you know, the the two the two eye tech here. McGovern throws out his drag hand, his check hand, and he and he's just checking to see, okay, you know, or feel him coming into the a gap. If he doesn't, okay, attention is turned to the right, so he's in a slide to the right gap protection. And Tipman is in a spot where he may be in a slide too. It might it might honestly be full slide from from left guard to right tackle here. And just because obviously there's nothing else here, he's kind of on a lock. And then you have a lock for Mitchell. Um, but with that being said, with Tipman here, just just quickly and yeah, easy for for this one, it's pretty easy. We want to see him be more forceful with his hands off the snap, right? Like he's he's already he's already in the contact window. As soon as soon as he as as soon as he takes his first step. He's already in that contact window. He'd be reaching a little bit at this point, but it's it's coming into that contact window. Hands are down, hands are down, hands are wide. Hands are down, hands are down, hands are wide and clap. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Um, with that too, we see some inactivity in the feet. So um, hands that are that are too patient, some activity in the feet where then he gets his base a little bit overextended. And because he doesn't have a good hand placement, because he has, doesn't have a good base, he's not able to, to, to now match the inside move by the, um, by the defender. Hips are a little bit locked. So it's hard for him to get back to the, to the right. Oops, sorry. Um, and he gets beat inside for the, the, uh, for, you know, a pressure, let's say on Now it's not the worst play, you know, because at the end of the day, did he recover? Did he get his right hand onto the shoulder? Did he drive that hip enough to let Zach Wilson step up into the pocket? Yes. It's still a good play. No, I, I like I like the process and the recovery. And, you know, that that's enough. Just that's enough for guys to get loose, but you still don't want to see the initial pressure, right? Like, I don't know if this is labeled a pressure. It might be too far away to, to be labeled, but you still don't want to see interior penetration because of, again, late hands, wide hands, wide, wide and active base. Three reasons he loses that. Um, everyone, everyone else for the for the most part does pretty good. Uh, Mitchell on the, Mitchell on the left side does a does a good job minus his hand being very high, but good job matching up the arc, refitting his hands, working him up. Uh, you have um, again. I don't want to break down every single little thing about about some of these plays just because it'll get too long. Uh, Schweitzer and, and Turner do do a fine do a fine job. Turner's okay. His his technique's never never great. He's just kind of like physical and, and aggressive sometimes, so it works. Um, let me refit my screen a little bit here for, for myself on my side. Okay. Play 12, uh, Mitchell, a conk Yuzo. Okay. Um, so I believe we have a good block right here from, from Conklin and a kick out of 48 or maybe it's, maybe this is the wrong play, but let's watch Tipman for our, uh, our Mitchell first, because that's who I labeled in this place. So that's the person who I found to be the most impactful net, whether it be negatively or positively. So let's watch, let's watch Mitchell. 
Um, yeah, so we we obviously want to see him just stay, stay attached in the second level. The first level, he actually does a he actually does a pretty good job of um, taking his zone step, staying square to the second level, keeping eyes on, um, popping the inside shoulder, popping popping or sorry, uh, or the near shoulder. Sorry for for, for Mitchell. Um, just popping the outside, allowing Tipman to get that positional leverage, right? So this is the, this is good. First part, good. Okay, cool. Move to the second level. You know, good angle, good timing on it. But um, does he trip here? So he, it it almost looks like he it almost looks like he tr- he trips trying to refit his hands. I don't know if his foot gets caught right there by the helmet. Um, but he 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 trips and he's not able to stay on the block. So. With with that being said, ideally he stays with it. Um, if he did trip, okay, I get it. If he didn't trip, then we want to see a little bit better hand placement. Now, the wider you go on the second level, the more containment you can get against lateral movement. Um, it, it doesn't always work out. It kind of depends. But his hands are wide here. His chest gets controlled. He gets off balance. He gets shed. That linebacker get that, that linebacker gets in on the tackle. Right. So regardless of what what when where why. He the result was he 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 uh let up the, the the tackle and or partial tackle and I'm not a big result over process guy. There's gonna be a there's a couple different things about how this process could have actually played out because we can't necessarily exactly tell if his helmet hit or the, the helmet hit his foot right there and that was what caused him to trip. But regardless, we don't we want to see him stick onto that block a little bit longer, right? And then in terms of in terms of the other guys on 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 the squad. McGovern, yeah, he you know he he falls. That's a hard spot to be in. We can't blame him there. It's hard for Schweitzer to to then get you know get good leverage on the linebacker. That's hard for him. Uh, Turner is not in a great spot to necessarily reach that guy. Um, but on the front side of this, we have Conklin who does who does a good job, nice and low, uh, inside inside out angle. Uh, you know, I, I would I would guard against a little bit of bending from the waist here, but he tries to out leverage him, which again, it's not about your helmet. It's really more about your hips and how low your lower half is. It's not about your upper half. Upper half doesn't matter. It's lower half, but nonetheless, um, gets hands inside, torques him, torques him to the outside where he's obviously trying to go anyway, but torques him there to where he's already going and then drives him, drives him, drives him, giving him a gap. Now let's say everything else worked out perfectly. You know, you got your guys in the backside all sealed up, et cetera. Mitchell, Mitchell reaches his guy. Okay, different type of run, but good job by the tight ends here. Tight ends did exactly their job. Inside out angles, you know, uh, hands inside, hands inside, foot drive, drive them outside to find that in, uh, that interior gap for your running back. Good job by those guys. Moving on to uh, the next play, we got 15 and 16. I'm going to pause it for, for a second to, to take care of some business I got on my end. Um, but Let's keep going. I got to remember to continue to maximize my screen. If I forget, I apologize. If I do forget, I know I'm going to get uh, some some crap potentially from uh, an individual with the initials uh, M N. West Pancake Wilson, hang in. Okay. Um, I don't actually hold on. Let me just do this real quick on my end because play 15 is not for who this is initially written for. So let me just reorganize my stuff. That's my apologies. Okay. Play, play 16. Um, and that's it for those guys. Cause I mislabeled two, two plays. So I apologize. There's only, there's only two plays of, of, uh, of, of Mitchell. Um, Mitchell slash uh, tip in there. And again, I reached a little bit for the third one. It, I didn't really feel like anybody who played significant snaps, who, who means something for the Jets, not saying that the guys don't matter at all, um, that they they were kind of the ones who played bad. So uh, past that, I had 
Derek Langford as the number two dud of the game. All right, Derek Langford had to pause it for a second on my end. Um, but Derek Langford, uh, I have four plays. Again, this is not necessarily a person who I think impacts the team in any way, shape, or form this year. But I, I had to give him something. You know, I had to, I had to find some people to put in here. And um, overall, I, I was just not the biggest fan of Langford's um, game. And even preseason, I really haven't been um, very impressed. So Langford, uh, here he's going to get beat for, for a touchdown. Um, he's in the bottom of your screen right here. So let's watch this through. And it looks it look it looks like they're they're in a they're in, or they are in a quarters coverage or quarters type of coverage. Um he rolls over heavy. I don't know if he just rolled into the strength and this is basically locked, which it seems like it is. Um and because there's only really one threat here, it's going to be anyway, especially with the linebacker picking up the flat. Um so more or less you have man coverage in this in this situation. Um, with how the play played out, formation, et cetera. So he's uh, in coverage on the receiver on the bottom. He actually doesn't do a bad job of staying over top of, of the route, usually you know, using a, a shuffle technique um, to keep eyes on the quarterback, keep eyes on the route, um, while also having outside leverage and forcing it inside where he may have some help. Uh, and he gets under the route pretty well. Like this is this is all pretty good from from Langford. The problem is he completely mistimes the ball. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if he miscalculates where it's exactly going or what exactly happens here, but he's in a really good spot to get a pick. Um, now there are things where, like, okay, if if let's say again, it's it's a little bit lower quality at times. If his arm was pinned right here, like it looked like it might be, then it's gonna be harder for him to jump, and maybe that's made it look like it was a little bit mistimed. But still, we want to see him be able to like to get to the ball. To me, it just looks like a, a, a missed time. And again, maybe there's some, he, he got locked up a little bit here um, um, in terms of his arm and not allowing him to to jump, but still beat for a touchdown, right? So uh, next play from Langford. Again, we have we have four total missed opportunity. Um, this wasn't, this this one's not overly crazy. I get like how, how quickly the game happens and all of that, but um, you have the quarterback who tries to hit the receiver on an out route. You have Langford, um, who sees it? Good job. Like he he's 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 matching he's matching the one. I don't know if he's a man or, or a man type of covered and passing it off to the to the safety or not. But eyes on the two. He sees the two breaking out. He sees the ball being thrown. Does a good job of closing ground and, and, and getting there just in case. Okay, he catches the ball. He turns out. Okay, Langford's there for the for the wrap up. Um, but with that, you gotta you you gotta watch the ball, right? You gotta watch the ball. Did he catch it? What's exactly happening? Receiver jumps up, slips through his hands. Is up for the taking. Langford never sees it. Then it all happens in a split second, but this is the difference between making a team and not, not making a team, right? Gotta go for that ball. Gotta go, gotta see it. Gotta see it pop out and hopefully adjust to it. Again, it'd be a lot harder um, said than done, but you'd at least like to see the awareness of him trying to do that, right? Again, and there's some plays in here I'm talking about very, very quick. Like we don't, there's not much more I need to say about that play, right? Um, Langford beat. He is, I believe, on the top of your screen right here. Just look for the guy who actually gets beat. Oh no. Okay, so this is actually. See, like I, I, I really screwed up doing this. Uh, this is actually, this is actually Moreland. So I apologize that we're going to break down this play. It's not necessarily in it. my notes are clearly not the best this episode. So I apologize for that. But with Moreland here, really, 
Um, we see we're seeing this could be this could be a six. This could be, but on this side it's two. So let's just look at cover two on this side. You know, split it down the middle too. And with him, with 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 Langford, just like or with uh with Moreland, with like just the most base cover two. You know, he's he's gonna he's gonna reroute the one to or he's gonna reroute the number one, get underneath of it and sink underneath of it, uh, play in trail and pass it off to the two. Um, and be aware of anything breaking into your curl to flat zone. If nothing breaks in your curl to flat zone, and there's only a two here, so you read the two, two is going vertical. He's not going to break back out. Um, and maybe there was a running back, whatever. But regardless, you want to play high to low because of what's the play that's going to affect your defense more. The high play, not the low play. So especially with the two breaking vertical at the seam, we want to see him ideally feel that route out, reroute him, pass him off to the safety um, while maintaining contact or, or just not necessarily contact, but somewhat underneath of the defender, yard or two, three, whatever it may be. But we don't want to pass him off with the safety, not picking him up. And that's not necessarily his fault. It's the safety's fault as well, but he's in a spot where there's two guys breaking vertical. So he's going to split the difference. Most likely um, Moreland the entire time looking, he's looking at the quarterback, seeing the quarterback look his way, seeing the quarterback look his way, seeing the quarterback look his way, staring it down, staring it down, staring it down throws it. So why are you not getting depth? Why are you not finding where he's staring to? So awareness problem for, for Moreland right there gets beat for um, a first down. I put Langford, but it's, but it's Moreland. That's, that's my apologies. Um, James Langford beat. So hopefully this isn't, uh, am, I getting, am I even getting numbers right? 33 is, is Moreland, right? Um, yeah. 30. Okay. 33 is Moreland and uh, Craig James is 31. Okay. So top of the screen. We have Langford, we have Moreland. I'll go back to the start. We have Langford, we have uh, not Moreland, James. So sorry, Langford, James. Sometimes with these guys, it's it gets a little harder because like, I don't know who thirty one is, um, or I'll forget, especially when talking, you know, heat the moment type of deal. But let's see them both get beat. Not ideal, right? Both guys, uh, they just run a very basic, just scissors concept right here, um, and they neither guy does a great job of of matching their route here. Again, how how much do you want me to get into it when we're talking about people who aren't necessarily going to make the team or probably not even make the practice squad, in my opinion? But um, with both, really, again, quickly for for Langford here, he he's he's opening up too soon. He, he opens up his hips, and at this point, it's very hard for him to flip and get back inside unless he speeds turn to stay over stays uh, to stay over the top. Receiver stemmed him to the outside. He tries a speed turn. Not the most athletic guy in the world because it's, you, you can see he doesn't get out of it too quickly and get over top of the route. Now there's a good two yards of separation, let's say, between the, between the two. Breaks inside, wide open. You know, that's that's a lot, a lot of separation for both. And now Craig James, you know, let's just quickly, way too flat-footed. Big step, I'm okay with that, with like that caught false slash kick step. I'm okay with it, but we don't want to, we, we don't want to overemphasize that. Overemphasis. Too big, too separated too stale with the feet, right? So that, so then you, you have the receiver um, who runs past him. It's going to be very hard for, for James to just accelerate and get to top speed um, as quickly as a receiver because obviously the receiver has a you know two, three-yard head start here and, and, and James is completely flat-footed and then tries to run with him. It's just not going to work. Not going to work. He gets bumped off his spot. Beat, beat. Not what you want to see from those two guys. Very clearly, uh, both giving up first downs there. Whatever way Trask wanted to throw the ball, it was fine. Um, now, I also mentioned McDonald's rush in there, which I apologize for for going over. Not my my strongest start here, but 99, McDonald. 
And with with this one, you see, you, you know, looks like, he, you know, he's stutter stepping a little bit more than he typically does. Like, and, and for, for me, the reason is because of that running back, that running back is leaking out there and McDonald starts the process. Okay. Am I going inside? Am I going outside? How exactly am I going to win this with most likely getting a trip by a running back? So we see some, we see some hesitation in the rush, but McDonald at a certain point just determines, okay, I got to go through power. I got to soft, I got to soften the edge. I got to blow him back again. So to, to make the hard not or the edge, not as hard for me or the corner, not as hard for me to turn. So uses physicality, left arm into the, into the shoulder which not only pushes him back, but also opens up his hips, allowing him to, to then work past the arms and not necessarily the feet, uh, which we talk about plenty of times in terms of like being under your block uh, and turning his hip outward like that reduces his ability to keep his feet under his block. So it's all, it's, it's kind of multidimensional right there, what it does, but hand on eventually transitions from, from just getting hands on and kind of bullshitting back into most likely a rip. Yeah. Most likely a rip right there. Um, gets hands on to Trask, who uh, who throws. Which, by the way, you know, I'm not I'm not like saying Trask is the next coming or anything. Trask had a pretty good game as as a backup for 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 them. So, uh, good job by Trask. Good job by McDonald. Again, a little bit more hesitation than we typically see, but good job tacking half man the outside shoulder, reducing uh, or, or or softening the edge for himself. And then, um, you know, he nearly gets the quarterback, but it doesn't matter if you have Craig James and Langford in coverage, which he's not going to have when he's rushing the quarterback. Hopefully. This year. So number one, done of the game, which I think I have it in some other plays, maybe, or, or having some other, you know, uh, yeah, involved in some other plays. I don't, I don't actually have plays for him right now, but uh, Zyra Knight, right? Based on the situation, based on everything. Um, I don't think his vision was great. Obviously, he had a fumble. He had a drop pass, eight rushes, 33 yards. Uh, just not the best game for him. And you, especially considering, you know, you got Brees, you got Cook, you got Izzy, locks, right? Michael Carter's not playing. He didn't play this game, which you'd lead to think, okay, uh, that most likely means that he's safe. So Zonamanet has to ball out um, to potentially make this team, you know, whether it be over over Michael Carter or the very rare situation that the Jets carry, you know, five running backs. Regardless, had a ball out, whether it be for the Jets, for the practice squad, for another team auditioning, he didn't. Uh, losing a fumble, not ideal. Dropping a pass, not ideal. Just didn't look great this game. So I gave him the number one dud of the game moving on to the studs of the game, which I thought there's a lot more studs than duds in terms of like the, the studs very much stood out in this game. And this is going to be a fun segment to talk about them. Um, my number three, which, you know, you could argue could be two uh, maybe in my mind, but it's kind of, it's kind of comes with their expectations. Now the defensive line was again, pretty dominant. Um, you had the McDonald rush. We have a Tanzel smart play. You had Jalen Holmes who had two sacks. One was unblocked, you know, on a, on a chase down type of play, which, you know, he still made the tackle. He still had to be athletic enough in space to bring down the quarterback. Good. Quentin Jefferson, uh, with his stuff to start, you had, you know, Solomon Thomas had a, had a few decent plays. You had Al Woods who had a few, de- you know, a few decent plays. Uh, JJ was a little more quiet this game. Clemens, you know, I, I've been saying it for a couple of weeks now. I, I haven't seen it in preseason from him really like at all. Um, and I believe when we talked about the initial weight gain of Clemens, I was one of the only people I think to question the weight, the weight gain. I just, you know, you're, you're going from 275 to 290. Can he bully guys in the inside at 290? No. Can you bully guys on the outside at 275 while, while maintaining a little bit more flexibility than, you know, you adding on 15 pounds? Yes. So I don't really see the need for the 15 pounds. I don't think it's going to do anything to the inside. Um, I just think it weakens his athleticism on the outside. 
I didn't. I don't like the weight gain. I questioned it, and uh, his preseason has been pretty damn quiet, you know. And I'm not like just trying to shit on the guy, but you know, you show the Jets, you got a fucking monster. Uh, I haven't seen anything, like anything. So not even just like a player. Like it's at this point, he's shown the less, the, the least on the defensive line, right? And I know he had less snaps, but you have you know Tua Mopeta. You have Jalen Holmes, you have Hansel Smart. All these guys are making plays, and Michael Clemens hasn't. There's been like a a play, two, three, maybe. Um, so I know I'm talking about the defensive line here in, in general and like positivity, but Michael Clemens has been absent. I'm sorry. Uh, so regardless, very good game from from the defensive line. We have uh, what looks like about eight or so plays here to go over um, from the defensive line. Starts off very easy. I should not forget one, two, three here. So let's do that. One, two, three. First play of the game, minus the kickoff, we have Quentin Jefferson right here. Uh, just hell of, a, hell of a job penetrating this B-gap to to bring down the running back. Uh, he actually jacks up this this uh, this tight end, you know, fullback into the running back. But let's watch Quentin Jefferson on this play. Right. And this is where I talked about Quentin Jefferson a little bit. I think I'm not, I'm not a Quentin Jefferson stan, but I think I am. I definitely lean, I would say, more positive on him than other people. I just think him being asked to two-gap in Seattle at times is almost like asking Will McDonald to play four-eye. It's just, it's just not, it does not suited for him. So I think uh, it's not going to be as drastic of a difference as Will McDonald, you know, kicking to the outside. But I think there's going to be a little bit more uptick in, in, in Quentin Jefferson's game uh, this year. It's going to be Boomer Buster. I mean, sometimes he's, he's running out of a gap and, you know, they, they hit the hole behind him. And you're talking about a 10-yard gain or whatever. But then there's going to be plays like this where you ask him, hey, Pin your ears back and just penetrate. And this is what you're going to see sometimes. So um, good play by Q Jeff. Obviously snap timing, right? Look at that snap timing. He's he's almost standing straight up before anybody even comes off the ball. Look at that. You're talking about elite get off and timing right there. That's that's not just, oh, a little bit. You'll see some videos like, oh, look, he's, he, he's like this. Like, oh, he's first. Yeah. What about this? You know, like he's, that's, that's a big deal. So Quinn Jefferson penetrates. Now, you know, in terms of processing, and, and I'm going to assume that they're this smart because, you know, he's playing defensive line in the NFL. I'm not. So if I know this, he probably knows this, right? You see pulling guard, what's most likely happening? Obviously, it's a pay, it's a play fake or it's, or it's a run. But with that, you're typically going to have a center who's blocking back to you. So Quentin Jefferson penetrates first off the ball out of everybody. Um, he knows with a, vacating, with a vacating guard, what's most likely coming is a center blocking back. So... We're going to see him take, again, uh, airing more on the side of optimism here, just assuming that, that this was the reason, but I, I will, because I think I'll, I'll give him the credit. He brings his left arm up and he chops down on what he feels like is going to be there and what's going to be there is the center. And how is the center going to make contact with him? With his hand. Hold his shit. Not rocket science. So he, 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 lifts up, he lifts up the left arm, chops it down, chops it down because he's gonna have to use that to get his get his full body under the block if that's defeated he's screwed because now he's off balance trying to get there fast right so good uh good chop down on that on that arm now past that he continues to run his feet he gets held up a little bit by you know just this contact and then obviously the 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 left tackle blocking down uh just to allow the center to block back to him so gets contacted but what does he never stop doing never stops driving his feet never stops driving his feet uh, looks like he throws a little bit of a rip in on this arm of the center. Um, again, just clearing him, just clearing himself. Chicken wing. Feet, run the feet, run the feet, run the feet. Now he sees the uh, the running. Um, we have, we have counter OH. Counter OH. He's going to be the lead blocker. Not now. 
Quinn, uh, Quinn Jefferson sees the, the lead blocker coming and the lead blocker is going to try to do his absolute best to get on the front side of this block, allowing his running back to hit the front side. Quinn Jefferson, nope. He's going to, um, oh, that's actually something else I have to talk about, but lowers his shoulder, tries to, uh, tries to get in front of the block, which he does. And in turn, what happens is he knocks the blocker back into his running back and takes out two guys at once, pretty much, you know, and, and another little thing that I, that I want to speak about too with this is, I do, I do like that. I do like the fact that he drops his right shoulder there just a little bit, just reducing, just reducing the contact surface area for the tackle to block, to block down again, assisting his center who's blocking back um, down downs and back are different to me. Uh, just, just a little bit, but nonetheless, again, hell of a job getting off the ball, hell of a job getting off the ball, really good uh, kind of preventative chop with the left hand. Then again, run those freaking feet. Let's watch again. It's a beautiful play to start the game. Hell of a play by Quentin Jefferson. Right there. Awesome. Why did I record it so long after? I don't know. Next play, we have Huff Rush. So we have Huff right here off the right side. Let's watch him. Yeah. So we have what she typically does. You, 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 and, and McDonald's want to do this now too. Whereas you'll see him close and ground up the arc and then burst off the right foot, left step, get back outside. It works almost exactly the same as a rocker step for uh um in terms of a receiver route running so what he's trying to do is just okay burst off the snap now you're going to be running up the arc you're gonna have the tackle if you have good timing you know speed he's going to be panicking or, or getting on his horse a little bit to get outside with the inside step what is it on third step one two okay second step the third step's the actual left foot that step you're hoping the tackle is going to see that oh shit now he's off balance trying to get outside he's gonna he's gonna drop his post or just shift his weight to his inside leg which is gonna lock him inside a little bit and then off that left instep, you're going to burst back to the outside, which he does. And I'm honest, that, that move actually doesn't even work that well with that tackle, but it holds him a little bit. Um, now Huff is trying to turn the corner. How do you how do you soften in the edge? You're going to get contact right here with the, with the left arm, again, just to hold him back so he's not able to cut you off right here, um, just to hold him back. Again, left arm. Then he's going to bend, or sorry, left arm. Then he's going to throw that into a rip, most likely. Uh, he actually doesn't until a little bit late, later than you typically want, but... With that being said, he's being held, right? Now you could, because of rips and the rips move, you, you're able to have your arm on like the chest of a guy and like drive him back or kind of, kind of like hug him a little bit. But when the, when the hands are going around the neck and holding a guy, that's different. Hand onto the chest, completely different stories. Some people are like, oh, it's a hold. No, it's just, it's, it's allowed because if you weren't able to do that, every single guy would just throw a rip move and get a hold every single time. But when you're like this, it's a little bit different. So good rush. And the thing I want to show uh, in a second view that I showed on Twitter one, the burst, right? We see the burst, good good burst by him, both him and, and, and Solomon Thomas. Look at their snap timing, both of them. So good burst off the line. Again, hesitation move. One, hope to freeze, back outside, soften the edge. Mm, yeah, you know, so so what I think ha- happens here is, is I was talking about the ripping other view. He still is, is, is facing some contact. So the problem with if he, if he is to remove this left arm, what happens is when you remove that left arm, now his body is going to close ground on your body and then you're not going to be able to really throw the rip. So I understand him trying to hold that hand in there to soften, to soften that edge. So with that being said, Ben throws the rip as he really tries the corner. Um, and this is where you see some like the power through his bend. He has a full body leaning on him. He's still able to stay upright, but look, look at. Um, one of the ankle flexion. And like, this is what we talk about, or I talk about with guys being able to corner while their ankles aren't necessarily in line with their foot. See if we can get a really good angle of it. Mm. 
Yeah, like that. Like I guess that's a good angle. That's this is probably like one of the better pictures. So you see how his foot's like flatter to the ground. Obviously, in his tippy toes now, but his but his ankle is this way. So you have ankle that way, foot flat. Um, your ankles and your and your ability to bend with those ankles is very very important because if your ankle's not flexible and it stays straight, you're going to slip because you're only on the you know the 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 outside edge of your foot. If your ankle has flexion, you can turn like this. You're able to maintain more contact. So that's very important right there to have that flexion uh, for your, for your, for your, you know, upper body to be able to lean up and through pressure while your hips are turning like a, like a, like a, you know, like a motorcycle, all important, really good bend, really good flexion, good, uh, good power through the bend. Like I said, with the guy leaning on him and his able and, and his ability to stay on his line, all very good. Almost gets there. Um, next smart stuff. Okay, we have Tanzel Smart right here. Who's a two eye, two eye. A little bit quiet the first game. Uh, games two and three, he started making some more noise. Probably being a practice squad guy. I don't know why somebody doesn't scoop him up with interior defensive line problems, but that is what it is. So two eye, good for us. Two eye. Yeah, man. He there is times like he'll get moved off the ball. He's obviously a little bit smaller of a defensive tackle, but he knows he's penetrating here. And um, what I what I really like here is just his again the reduction of the inside shoulder. So you have the reduction of the inside shoulder. Why? He wants to limit that surface area, right? He doesn't want his, his chest to get contact. So he limits, again, he limits that surface area, ducks the shoulder, bursts off the ball, uses a, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's like a club. It's a, it's a club with the left arm. We can, we can call it that or an arm over um, just to, just to get over top of that, of that blocker's uh, shoulder pads. So dip the inside shoulder, arm over slash club, drive the feet drive the feet tackle and and the thing that's good about this too is one the burst obviously we know that the reduction of the inside shoulder great comes off the ball sees the center working towards him what does he not want to do get hit in the chest reduce the shoulder again arm over slash club now eyes up where's the running back going where's his track is he cutting it back? Do I have to gear down and, and, and make a move to, to get to work the cutback? Is he going to bounce the run out? Do I have to adjust my track? You got to find that, right? Like that's important as well. So eyes get into the backfield. He sees the track of the running back taking it, you know, a slightly outside angle, you, you know, pretty vertical, but obviously outside and vertical. Takes an angle to cut him off. Wraps him up, drags him down with his weight. It's that's a pretty ridiculous play from Tansel Smart. Really good. Um, next play from the defensive line is the Woods tackle. Um, this one isn't necessarily even the best example. Actually, it's definitely not the best example of Woods just dominating people. Um, but let's watch him right here. He is the two eye, loose one, very loose one. Let's watch. Yeah, so. Off, off the, off the jump of the ball, a little bit, you know, slightest tad late, but it's, but it's, it's okay. It's actually really not that late. Everybody kind of reacts at the same time, but sees the double team. Um, actually, I don't even know if he sees the double team coming, because there's times where Woods is he's he's very very powerful, but there, he doesn't always take on plays with the best technique. So he can get moved a little bit when his technique isn't proper. When his technique is proper, you're absolutely screwed. So the only time you're going to move him is when his technique's not proper. And, and we're, we're talking about not being proper here because he takes on this block. And this is, you'll see a lot with his game as he typically plays a little bit high. He's taking on this block pretty high. Um, now, whether you're going to, you're going to spike the double team, uh, get in between them. You're going to, you're going to take on, you know, post high leg, whatever it may be. You want to take on one guy and you want to get super low. You know, you, you want to, you want to turn your body. You want to reduce your contact area. You want to get on your insteps. You want to do all that stuff. 
here, comes off the ball, takes on the double team, pretty much just straight up. Pretty much straight up. You know, he's allowing himself to be split by those defenders like, or the, by the by the offensive lineman. This is not a spot you want to be in. Helmet high, you know, pretty high up. These two guys lower than you splitting you, not ideal. But Woods, his natural ability, his natural ability takes over. He gets he gets knocked back a little bit, but when he starts to get knocked back, he gets into his anchor, sinks, gets very low, instep, working up and through that instep, very powerful. Um, and then obviously now he knows that with the running back's track and with him getting blocked the way he is, I'm trying to get him inside that he knows the run's going to his left side. So once he anchors down, again, very, very low, he just explodes over the top to try to blow up the run. Again, this is not a spot you want to be in with a guy contacting you and and running up and through your exposed, you know, rib cage, but he times it well enough where he's able to get in on the tackle of the running back. Again, not the most dominant example of him uh, stuffing the run here. Again, get contact. Yeah, it's not, not a spot you want to be in. This is not a spot you want to be in for for Woods, but the secondary effort to 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 anchor down and then just time the run, explode over the top, and even while being driven, he's still trying to to wrap and bring up the the uh the the running back, and then he flips him over his head on the ground. Which it looked it looked more impressive the first time I noticed it because I I just saw this, I didn't notice the knee, but that that knee helps a lot right there. Like you, you know, if you ever lifted like heavy dumbbells at the gym and you're trying to get you're trying to get them up, you, you use your knee to get it, to get them up by your chest. It's kind of the same thing he did there. Still impressive. Um, from, from Woods tossing a guy, a full grown man over his head like that, but still good play. Not the best in terms of technique from, from Woods and taking that on. Um, again, take on one guy and shoot yourself from the other guy. I think as low as you can, he kind of just, he took on one guy initially, but still very, still very high. Didn't necessarily anchor down before contact. You want to anchor down before contact, not, not after contact. So next play Huff and Thomas win. We have, uh, Huff right here and Thomas right here. This means stunt. No, it's not. Uh, interesting. But both guys, really, really quick ones. Thomas comes off the ball. More of an aggressive step towards the towards the offensive lineman, which causes the offensive lineman to shoot his hands. He times the, he times the offensive lineman's hands. Double swipe. Now he starts to to corner. Um, the only thing is here because he beats him so quick, you, you know, you have the tackle who's still pretty inside. So now instead of just getting through the gap, he actually works the tackle and pushes the tackle back a little bit, but still a very quick win from Thomas, right? Timing, shooting the hands. Good. He goes to throw the rip there, but his, his he's not even able to recover necessarily. So now he's working the tackle. We have Huff who starts off off the red, uh, off the right edge, off the ball. Really not much there to the, to the feet. He just uses speed. Uses speed again, gets contact to to soften the edge for himself as he typically does. Softens the edge, runs through it, runs through it. Uh, is this a forced fumble? Incompletion? It's a, I think. Um, yeah, it's an incompletion. It's an incompletion, but still a very good win by both by both guys on that play. Let's watch it from this angle. Good job by again Thomas. Thomas beats his guy. Very cleanly right there. Like, very, very cleanly. And then Huff, again, not much of a defeat. Just when he goes to the corner, he sees it soft enough. Okay, going to soften even more. Just run through that contact. Attack the ball. It's really good play by both guys. Um, is there anything else that's standing out overly? No. Uh, you have Jermaine Johnson, too, who does a pretty good a pretty good job here, um, for the most part. Tries to uh, bold. It's 
not the best setup. You don't want to be in this spot coming into contact with your hands not on, but he's still underneath. He's still inside, gets extension, torques him to the inside, almost gets his hands up for a pass deflection if the ball wasn't out. So it's it's still a pretty good play by JJ there as well. Um, next from the from the defensive line, play seventeen. Thomas stuff that move. We have Thomas right here. Loose three. Loose three. Comes off the ball. Movement. Working to his left. Matches matches it. Starts to work um, to his left as well. Yeah, he feels that he feels the run coming. So when he comes off the ball right here, he sees these guys obviously taking more aggressive sets towards him. So this is either play action or going to be a run, right? So what do we have Thomas do? Reduces that inside, you know, ducks that that outside shoulder, allowing himself to just take on one guy. It's a really good job right there. Now with this, you're not always going to be able to like spike a double team and penetrate through that gap. But what you can do is you can occupy two guys, right? I'm not saying for the entire play, but even if you can just occupy, you know, two guys for a, a slight tick longer, they're not able to climb to the second level. It can make a very big impact. So right here, he knows he's not going to penetrate. So what he does is he tries to hold his ground. And instead of just like dispatching this guy and allowing him to climb to the second level, now what he's going to do is take his left hand. He's going to kind of hold him, you know, defensive holding. This is receive defensive holding. Why are they holding? This is, this is, this is typically why you see it. So he's going to grab the chest plate. What does that allow Sherwood to do? Let's say if he were to be like quick on the jump right here and just, and just shoot. Now this offensive lineman can't climb to him. Why? Because he's getting held. So it's a really good job by Thomas right here um, to getting reduce that shoulder to hold him a little bit, not allowing him to get to the second level, um, which obviously he's going to block Sherwood. Eventually lets him go because he can't hold him forever. Drives the feet, trying to flatten out to get to the running back's track to cut him off. Drives the feet, drives the feet, tackle on the running back. It's a really good play by Thomas. He's been his his preseason stock up. He's end of the season stock up. So well, when we got Solomon Thomas last year, I was thinking like, okay, like like solid pass rush reserve guy. We got nothing until the last couple of weeks of the season, and then he was pretty you know, at least decent preseason so far. He's been pretty decent. So it looks like we're gonna get a better Solomon Thomas in twenty twenty three, which is huge, right? You know, not so big, but still, you want every player on your team to play well. So good. Let's watch one more time from from Thomas. Good job by Jermaine Johnson setting the edge right there too. Pretty, uh, he knocks back that offensive lineman who scoops low, but still knocks him back. Good job setting the edge. Next play from the defensive line. Play 32 and 33. And then we move on to the next stud. McDonald's spin held. Uh, I believe left, yeah, left side right here. Uh, you know, nine tech. Nine tech, wide five. Again, whatever you want to call him. I don't care. Burst. Burst. Now we have another inside spin move right here from, from McDonald. And this is what we're seeing from him a lot. And again, you know, you have inside spins, you have outside spins, you know, you have hesitation moves. He's, he's been impressive this, this preseason. So tries to time it left instep, explode off the instep, chop the outside arm, right? Chop the outside arm, your, your, the rotation of your back. Hopefully, um, hopefully if the, if the offensive lineman punches his hand, again, that hand hits the back slips off of it, but the offensive line doesn't shoot the hand. He ends up hugging him. Oh, he's in no shit mode. Ice pick comes around again, big, long arms. We were talking about or getting that, that elbow point I made last week. If you didn't watch the show, shame on you, but elbow again, long, a little bit past the, the, the frame and then gets to the quarter or tries to get to the quarterback. He's held. He's just straight up held. There's, there's, there's no, Oh, this is a, you know, 
the guys are allowed to do this. He's straight upheld, and if he wasn't, he probably has a forced fumble. He probably has a sack. That should be called. How is that not hold? What is he looking at? What are you looking at, my guy? Because that that that's it right there. Now again with the spin move, good job, good time, uh, good timing. Left, okay. He's sitting a little bit vertical. Let him sit vertical. Good chop, good chop. He's reaching a little bit more for this one, but the hands are wider, so that's okay. Um, again, we want to see this foot. We want to see this this foot as like tight as we possibly as tight as it can be. But the pivot foot pretty much completely rotates before he even lands because of McDonald's just ability. Here, caught, but we see some secondary like power from him too here. Just to, just to straighten himself out and run to the quarterback. Again, very clearly held. Not called. Cool. Huff also wins off the right side right here. Again, now we have a more aggressive track. More aggressive track to the inside. Once he closes some ground, the, the edge is unoccupied pretty much by you know by the by the edge rush or by the by the tackle. He sits on inside too much. Huff takes advantage. Club, rip, bend. Nearly gets their quarterback. Okay, next uh, thirty-three. Then we move on to the second stud of the game. For me, uh, McDonald relentless. Left side uh, loose, loose seven. You know nine. Now getting a little bit fancier here, which is fine. Like, listen, if you can get fancy and fancy can work, then you, you everybody's everybody's fucked. Like, I put this on Twitter. Like, oh, he tries to get fancy. Trying to get fancy is not always a bad thing. Fancy can be a very, very good thing. So McDonald, outside track, very wide. He's going, he doesn't want to stay so wide here because then the, the tackles are gonna sit inside. He's gonna outrun himself. He's gonna outrun himself on the arc. So he wants to take more aggressive steps to hold the tackle inside. So changes his track. Very again, a much more aggressive inside track. Sees the tackle sitting on it, sees that he has a guard in, uh, who's going to assist him. So where's the only spot he can win? to the outside. So now he tries to, to use an outside spin move. I don't necessarily like an outside spin move with, with such a flat track right here. It just does, doesn't typically work out. So I would caution against doing this from this spot. If you're going to take a more vertical, like if it's, it's, it's like a five tech versus a tighter five, you know, outside spins are, are okay. But when you're coming from a really wide track, it's just a lot to get yourself back to the outside when all your momentum is coming at such a flat angle to get back outside. It just doesn't typically work, but here it almost works. Um, again, Outside spin tries to just deflect that outside arm. Now, or, sorry, the inside arm, right arm is going to be worked by the back. Now, the hand's very wide. It doesn't really, doesn't really punch, so he doesn't necessarily land it, but it still works for the most part. He's very, 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 um, uh, what's the word I'm looking at? Uh, deliberate about, not is deliberate the right word? Deliberate about his right arm. Like he knows the ice pick. It's not just a natural thing. Like, oh, you know, I'm on the back of him now and I'm, I'm going to do it. It's a pre-planned thing and he does it very, very well. You can see how much momentum he's swinging to that right arm right there. He's trying to elbow the shit out of somebody's face. It's what he's trying to do to propel himself and to knock him back. Chop, tries to throw that ice pick. You know, obviously he gets contact by, by two guys, but ice pick lands. You see him working on the hip. Really freaking long arms. Benz nearly gets to the quarterback. If the quarterback didn't step up in the pocket and there's some interior penetration or even just a pushback, he's probably getting a sack here. McDonald. You know, it's a, it's a good play. Okay, moving on um, to the second stud of the game. And really, at first, I'm not going to lie, this is just me being a little bit lazy, to be transparent with you. 
is uh, I, I started this off as as Davis and Dean. And then I watched the game and I was like, oh, okay. It was much more Dean than Davis. Like Davis did okay. Dean did better than okay. So really, this is Dean. My, my number two set of the game is Dean and you're going to see a Davis play. Uh, Davis played well. He should be in the good for the defense, not the studs in my opinion. Um, Dean deserves the studs. Dean, 10 tackles, nine solo. Uh, two of them were tackles for loss. So we had Davis who had seven tackles um, and three of them being tackles for loss. So we have about eight-ish plays from 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 this uh this pair too, even though I think six of them are uh, are Dean. So let's watch the first one. Uh, Davis tackle. We have Davis who is right here. I think I think he's in, he he takes an exit angle. It's like a, a curl to flat right here. So let's watch. Or yeah, okay, well not no, he doesn't take an exit angle. He just he just drops he just drops into into his curl to flat. Um, a little bit more you know inside here, assuming you know based on the rules that he's kind of mattress pretty much no matter what. Eyes are inside, vertical routes. Okay, you're unoccupied. He watches the he watches the quarterback. Sees the quarterback dumping it off um, to to the running back. Just getting to his check down quickly. Davis sees that, takes a good outside in angle, in terms of like not 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 like outside in, but more outside than in, I should say. Because why? Sideline, there's nobody there to, to help you. You got inside help. And especially with inside help as tight as it is right here, you can take an even more aggressive angle to the outside. Be very, very cautious. Be very, very safe because if he cuts back, then guess what? This guy should be here. But the thing I like about Davis here is just the, just the speed. He drops back. Okay, he's taking he's taking vertical. Pass it off to my next guy. See it? Fire. He's moving. Moving, thumps him. Outside an angle. Again, you could be over-aggressive to the outside. Lower his helmet. Pop, pop his legs out. It's a good play by Davis. Carry speed through that. You could see, you could see, but watch it again. You could just see him moving while I drink some water. Gives me a good opportunity. Okay. And one more angle to finish it off. Wish I had some sound on that. No, I don't. Okay. So next play. Um, we are looking at play 20 of the review. They, uh, Davis tackle for loss comes off the right side right here. Let's watch. Uh, yeah, so this, this, I'm, I'm assuming this is a short yardage situation. Sometimes I don't want to note it down, but nonetheless, we had a, we had a, we have a blitz from, from Ashton Davis right here. Um, what they're going to try to do, if it's not, you know, just in, just in general here, the, the probably their basic idea is with these guys loop, like, uh, you know, stemming to the inside, uh, you know, he releases on a route, he works it inside, he gets carried inside Davis free blitz off the edge, right? That's, that's the, the very basic idea of it. Um, now we have a run play, so it gets a little more convoluted. We have Davis who shoots, shoots, sees the block coming. Obviously, notices he he, he sees the run, flattens out his angle a little bit because so he thinks the run's going away from him, which it is. Good job flattening out, realizing that it's going away from you. Good track to cut the running back off. Makes a tackle. Now, ideally, do we get the head in front here instead of just the arm? Yeah, sure. But the processing of where the run is going, noticing the crack block coming, noticing the puller. Quarterback's back, running back track to, you know, uh, opposite your side. Take a good angle to cut it off. Good speed, breakdown, tackle. It's a good play. Simple play, good play. Simple's good. They're breaking down, you know, carrying momentum into the tackle. Ideally, again, we cross the helmet, but it's all right. Uh, Davis, peel off, coverage hit, huff rush. Okay, so we have the huff rush first. I don't know. 
Oh, okay. Okay. That's insane. Okay. So let's, let's watch the, the Huff Rush first from the right side right here. Um, let's see. Okay. So now, so now we have a, uh, we have a TE stunt. TE stunt. So Clemens is ideally going to pull him outside as much, as much outside as he can. This should be a tip off. This should even be a tip off. Is that double? Is there two stunts? No, there's not. Okay. Um, but this should be a tip off in general. Like something's, there's movements happening there. You don't typically have guys rushing wide and another guy, you know, wide as well or wider. So it should be a tip off from the stunt. This, this instance is not, this one is. So, um, really good job by Huff there, uh, in, t- in terms of getting up the field. You have some guys who'll tip it off. You don't want to be too fast with this because you don't want to bring yourself like into a contact window where you're not going to be able to loop very cleanly, but you also want to do enough. You're going to occupy this guy's eyes and he's not going to say, Oh shit. Okay. This is a stunt. He's not really rushing me. So good job coming off the ball with some speed. Um, loops inside as he, as he knows Clemens isn't coming into contact with the tackle loops inside spatial awareness. Okay. You know, he's working to my side and I don't, I don't want to get bumped. I don't want my feet to trip up. So I'm going to propel myself at the outside while holding him to the inside. Good job. Like secondary awareness right there from, from Huff gets to the quarterback for the hit. Simple. It's a simple play, but it's a good setup. The speed right there to, to burst to the inside, the timing of it's all, it's all pretty good. Now, in terms of Davis and and his and his and his peel off of his coverage, um, I, I'm assuming I saw this was like a one man. It, it looks like you got you got man man, uh, whole rat, whatever you want to call it, man over here. Uh, Davis eyes inside, sees the track to the inside, stays over the top of it, stays over the top of it, sees the quarterback not looking there, so he's gonna play it. He's gonna play it a little bit more aggressively. Sees the quarterback not looking there. Quarterback loads up the throw. Once the, Davis, you know, sees him loading up the throw works to get into, you know, his, his window. If he catches the ball, let's say it's on time. Davis probably lays, lays him out. So actually, sorry. Uh, just because it touched the ball, he's able to lay him out. Once that ball is there, lay him out. Now, now don't do the whole defensive receiver stuff. Be, be careful about that in the regular season, but uh, preseason. Cool. I'm okay with it. So good job by Davis. I uh, have that, that awareness as well. There. It's actually a really good play. Um, play 30. This is Dean's special teams tackle. This is where the Dean run starts. And this was a play that was clearly on Twitter based on the big red arrow, because there's no reason to be there. Uh, or there's no reason for that to be there other than to point it out when I can't necessarily talk about it. So with Dean right here, he's going to block this edge. They get into, not like a, they don't get into a scruffle here, but he get he ends up getting dragged, held down or yeah, he, he gets held. You know, you could, you could see that the right hand stays attached and drags him down. Maybe, you know, maybe a little bit. And, and honestly, you know, Dean not necessarily seeing that he's falling and having his arm attached maybe drags him down as well. But because we're, jet, we're, because we're a jet show, let's say he got dragged down. Regardless, trips over him. And then from here, really simple. Just takes, you know, obviously his outside responsibility right here. So he's going to take his outside track. But you're just going to see him just full speed the entire time. There, there is no breaking. Gets up full speed. Full speed, full speed, full speed. Find the ball, find the ball, find the ball, pop. You know, like it's, it's a good play. He gets he gets rocked. He gets rocked by Dean there, um, and it's it's because of his effort, right? Let's watch the watch again. Just appreciate it because I I, I really enjoy this play from from Dean. Um, in terms of just just max out effort, max out the effort, laying the fuck out when you get there. Love it. Good stuff from Dean, which Dean to me is safety four. Uh, and that allows you, depending on how you feel about the linebackers, if, if you're if you're one of the people who does a 53-man roster prediction and it's only four linebackers, if you have Dean at your four, that might be plausible uh, because Dean can fill that linebacker-ish type of role. So you might not need that fourth guy. 
All right, that fifth guy, because Dean may be your fifth guy. He's a safety four, you know, linebacker five, basically. So uh, next play, let's see, we got uh, six left, I think. Dean downhill. Okay. Um, he's from the bo- bottom left of your screen right here. Sees run. More aggressive sets from the from the offensive uh, from the offensive line. He probably, I'm assuming, right here with that little like just his, his helmet peaks a little bit to the left. You see his helmet straightens out right there. He most likely sees in his peripheral vision or just his vision in general a crack block coming. So you have more aggressive sets. Crack block. What's coming? Most likely a run to that side. Dean got you. Okay, I'm gonna fill in. He uh, gets more again more aggressive filling in. Sees the crack block coming. He's not in a spot where he can necessarily just shoot this gap because there's a lot of space here. He wants to play a little bit more conservatively. Good idea. An open space. Okay, I'm, I'm cool playing conservatively. We see an example of him not playing it so conservatively later on, but it's because he closed more ground vertically. Because um, because really, at, it, it, all it is is he doesn't want to run like a bat out of hell here and then overrun the play or get juked out You because know, he's, he's not able to break down. So good job right here taking on the crack block. Gets low, takes it on. Takes it on. Now with that, you have the running back who's squaring up, uh, squaring him up. He sees, he's reading this. Where is he going to cut? Dean knows where he's going to cut. He's going to cut to the outside. So holds his ground, uses some torque to free up his outside half to get, allow himself to get on the tackle. Lower yourself, hand inside. A little bit high, but hand inside. Working off the instep. Knows where the running back is cutting based on the crack block. Uses some torque. Torque, freezes outside half, frees that outside arm, makes a tackle. It's a good job from death making a tackle by Dean right there. There's not a lot of guys who are going to be able to take on a crack block, get back outside and make the tackle. Regardless, I don't give a fuck if it's accountants or whatever people are going to say. That's stupid. I hate that, I hate that argument. Uh, okay, so 40. Next, This is the, the very next play from the Jets. We have Dean now who's in that, again, pseudo linebacker role. or no, he's not, It's not a pseudo linebacker role. He's a linebacker right now. So... 38. Let's watch. Hopefully he changes that number when he makes a team because he is making a squad. I'm not a big fan of 38. I don't know if he has personal connection to it, but it's ugly. He knows it. I know it. <laughs> so um, now, again, off the ball, now he has, again, much more flexibility to be aggressive here because he's, he's in the box and off the snap. Bad snap, but what do we see? Run action. What's the run action? We have two down blocks with pullers. Where's run going? Most likely to Dean's left or at least to his side. Um, and obviously you're identifying the run because of the two downs and and and, and the pullers. You could see this with, with play actions too, not as often as you're going to see like just like base, you know, t- type of generic run, uh, like fake run blocking in, into a pass set. But here, eh, that's it's pretty well sold play action if it is. So again, keying all these things. Okay, it's a run. Let me find where it's going. Now, obviously with these pullers, it's most likely going to this side, especially in conjunction with the running back's track, right? Like it would have to be an all time, uh, you know, smoke screen for these guys to be pulling this running back to be here. And then for the running back to take it back to the left side, it's just not going to happen. So Dean notices that. Okay. He's going to close ground into the box. Eyes into the backfield. Eyes are into the backfield. Noticing the running back's track. We see him start to dip that shoulder, get to the outside. He's trying to reduce that contact area just a little bit to slip under that hand of the, of the crack block. He does that. Again, adjust his angle to the track of the running back. He's breaking down, breaking down here to to try to, again, just make the tackle. Works through contact of that guard, dives, 
helmet across. Tate had the likes. Really, really good play again by Dean. Just quick processing, Phil. Quick processing, Phil again. Um, reduce himself a little bit, adjust his angle to the running back's track, work through contact, helmet across, pop him. It's picture perfect. That's that's a great play from Dean again. Um, next play of Dean, we got uh, four, four more, Dean Phil. I believe he's off the right side of your screen, like bottom right-ish right now. Yeah. Okay. And it's again, it's 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 from depth again. He's 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 reading the, he's reading the play. And what is he seeing? Quarterbacks back, run blocks, open gap. Where are we going? Running back to his side. Quarterbacks back away from him. That means okay. You see his chest is probably going. It most likely is going that way unless we have some misdirection. Run blocks, big gap. Where is he probably going? Into that gap. Dean's aggressive, starts to fill, continues to fill. And this is a situation we talked about before where he he didn't want to be overly aggressive with that crack block because, you know, he didn't think he's going to be able to get there. With here, he sees the crack block coming, but there's there's a much more safe angle for him to get to the running back where before it was the running back was basically like here and he's trying to work past that, that, that crack. So he has some like horizontal room to work away from the crack, which he's going to do. Comes in there like a bat out of hell with good with good momentum. Now the crack block just slightly lands again. You know, maybe a legal block in the back in terms of blocking his nameplate, which it is. So they should have called that regardless. He's able to work past the block in the back just enough to take out the inside leg of the running back, trip him up. But like hell of a fill again, right? Speed, speed, speed. Again, break, you know, break down as you get into the hole, but don't break down too much. Why? Because if you break down too much, that crack block's coming. So all those things in conjunction. Um, again, a very good play from from Dean. Right there, we got three more. Uh, Dean, okay, so we have one bad play of Dean. Uh, Dean beat and hold. He's right here. Uh, I believe he's in man coverage on the tight end, or at least it's like, I don't know if it's like quarters that turns into to, to man um, or what exactly it is. Okay, so we most likely have uh, man, man, man in the running back, man, man. Yeah, so it's a one. It's, we, have, we have a covered one. So he's in man coverage on the on the tight end. And the thing about him here is, one, he's not going to be used as a cover drive much now with the Jets. You're going to see him play high and stuff like that. They do like rotate their guys. And I saw him at times in this game play high. Uh, and I didn't notice him out of place or anything like that. Now, obviously, this isn't his strong suit, I would I would say. But overall, still uh, not bad in coverage. Now, could he get exposed much more in the season once you watch more of him? Of course. Now, with this coverage on this, on this, um, on this tight end, if you're going to be really aggressive and shooting down the hill like that, you better make sure you're squared up. So we have we have we have too much aggression for for my liking in terms of getting downhill on that because you're getting down, downhill on that you're expecting contact if he has any lateral movement you're not able to match it it's a problem and it's harder to match lateral movement when you're working up the field right so I don't love the aggression especially when you're, when you're, when you're going to be um you, you're not leveraged properly in terms of him being like two yards or a yard inside of you so when when you're going to come downhill and you're going to allow him to be the in, to the inside of you it's going to be very hard for you to get to full speed. Um, and to be in front of this play, right? We want him, you know, if, if he's going to open up like this, we want him here, here doing that. Like, let's say like, this is, this is his midpoint of his body. Like we want him here doing it, not here. It's just, there's just too much lateral move uh, room right here with him being more like flat footed to expect him to then reaccelerate and match this. So he starts to realize, you know, comes downhill. Oh shit. He's passing me because of why too much lateral ground given up. 
Because, you know, if, if he were to stay straight right here and just run the, his track more vertical, then yeah, okay, he's in a fine spot. He's paid too, right? But he, he notices that, reduces, punches through. Dean grabs, tries to get back on the play, hold. He holds him there, so he's called for the hold, and he's beat. So it doesn't matter regardless. Well, actually, it's he's he's beat for it. Um, yeah, he's beat regardless. It's, it's, it's doubly bad. Just a little bit too aggressive. Again, a little bit too aggressive, and we and we got to know how to leverage properly in terms of staying over top of that route. Now, because there is help to the inside, uh, just in terms of this safety, okay, man coverage, outside in, in this situation, the safety, okay, I'm cool. But with that being said, there's, there's a such thing as being too outside heavy leverage here. This is the such thing as being too heavy outside leverage. A little bit too much. Except that, you know, hips are opened. You're going to end up leaning. It's exactly what happens. He gets beat and he, and he holds. Okay. Next play. Two more plays. Dean tackle. Um, He's right here. Now we have more box 51. This is obviously later in the game. They're expecting run. Okay. So, uh, I don't. I don't know if this is an exchange where he where he's reading where he's reading this this DN where if the DN wants to shoot inside he's the one to scrape over the top and and, and fill to the outside. That's what it looks like it is. Um, again, you don't always want to assume and get guarantee you're right. That's what I see um, happening. So Alexandre knife's inside. Dean fills in the edge like he's supposed to, or like I'm relatively sure he's supposed to. You know, I, again, I don't like making bold statements or just saying this, guarantee you this pre-snap could have happened because the, the idea could have been, he was supposed to say the outside, he saw something, he said, no, screw it. And they had communication that like, you never know. But typically with like exchanges and with more aggressive, like four or three fronts, fronts or just aggressive fronts in general, you'll see exchanges where, you know, the, the linebackers are reading the 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 D tackles. It's not like the D tackle, you know, on every play. It's hey, you have to shoot the A gap. No, you shoot the B or the A gap. The linebacker then fills, you know, opposite gap because you know he can read you. So knife fill uh set the edge right here. Come off the edge, set it. Set the edge. And is this a good block by the receiver? No, it is terrible. Let's let's be frank here. Like we're going to evaluate it as well uh, for those guys because you know, if, if he did this first, you know, uh, if, if if Dean beats Trent Williams for his stuff, it's a lot different than beating a receiver who just tries to throw his shoulder. But regardless, closes the ground quickly, gets hands on. We see some power, throwing him back, throwing him back. Eyes stay in the backfield, is in the spot, make the tackle, right? Simple, but again, just good. He's He's exactly where he's supposed to be. He's aggressive. His eyes are up. His eyes are seeing the run. He throws the guy, makes the tackle. It's all good. It's all good. On that play from 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 Dean, uh, last play from from Dean, and this is a stuff coming from bottom right of your screen, right here, bottom right of my screen as well. Later in the game, they're going to be a little bit more aggressive, right? Box is stacked, box is absolutely stacked right here, um, and we have Dean, who's going to be overly aggressive right here. He's blitzing. Not sure if it's a deal where uh, where he's supposed to be blitzing the the B and you have Alexandre supposed to win the outside, but because Alexandre saw the opportunity to win to the inside, he took it. Typically, you're not going to have like two guys filling the same gap like that and blitzes, but nonetheless, Dean fills, aggressive, expecting a run, shoots the B gap, shoots the B gap, notices mid jump to the to the to the B gap, and the only reason he's jumping like that is to avoid you know foot traffic right there. Avoid tripping up on Alexandre. Sees the running backs um, starting to bounce that run, bounce that run, adjust his angle, 
lowers his helmet. Now, do you ever want to go into to a tackle helmet down like that? Like it compresses your spine. You don't want to hurt yourself. So watch, watch. I would say watch, you know, duck in the head and keep your eyes up so you're not hurting yourself. But with that all being said, he still lowers a shoulder and freaking pops the guy um, backwards and gets a tackle for loss. I think this is three-yard tackle for loss from, from Dean right here. Why? Aggressiveness, you know, run, run situation. He knows it. Okay, I'm going to shoot that freaking gap. Now, does he have the flexibility to do that? Was that his assignment? Again, things were never necessarily going to know so the playbook, but still really good play from Dean. Um, number one side of the game, it, you guys know. I know, you know, we all know it's Becton. Becton fucking dominated. And this is exactly what I said before the, snap, uh, before the game. Obviously, I want to see everybody play well. But I tweeted out two things I want to see above all else. One, health, which I almost jinxed, by the way, because right after I retweeted it, like, oh, we're, going, we're doing well so far. Izzy got injured immediately after, but Izzy's apparently going to be ready for uh, – he's going to be good. Izzy's, Izzy's good. Uh, Tipman should be ready for week one, so all good injury news from this game. Uh, we were scared, though, that Izzy might have torn his ACL, and Tipman might be out for a while. We're, we're good, though. A couple of weeks, you know, but we're good. Uh, but regardless, I tweeted out, health backed in to fucking dominate. That's what I tweeted out. We got health. We had Becton fucking dominating. It was awesome. Awesome. Because as a Jets X-Factor member, I can say this, Becton is the X-Factor. If Becton dominates, they can legitimately win a Super Bowl. If Becton doesn't, if he gets injured, I can see the season taking a turn for the worst. I'm not saying, you know, miss the playoffs and, you know, be a freaking seven-win team and all that shit. But, like, Becton is a massive piece. We're talking about the difference between what could be an all-pro tackle. I'm not saying year one at the tackle, he's going to be that if he starts all year. But Pro Bowl, I can see it. I can easily see back to making a Pro Bowl. So we're talking about a Pro Bowl-ish level tackle when he's playing. You know, assume a little bit of assumption. Versus, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but a bunch of dog shit that we've seen <laughs> the last couple of weeks from, you know, guys like Turner and Mitchell and all that stuff. Back then, if he plays like he did his, his, his rookie year on the right side, you're talking uh, a, a above average at the minimum to Pro Bowl level ta- right tackle a all-pro level right guard, a decent center, what I think is a below average to decent left tackle. And, you know, if 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 Tomlinson bounces back, you know, even just to average, you're talking about a really good offensive line there. So Becton playing well is something we all want to see, especially at right tackle. He hasn't played it in years. I know he practiced last offseason at tackle, uh, right tackle. Um, he played he played tackle early on, uh, right tackle early on in, in Louisville career, I believe. Um, so he hasn't played it in at least a, quite a few years. I think there was some drives though, even in his senior year at at, uh, at Louisville, where he would rotate left to right. So he played he played, I believe, in his last season at Louisville, at least some right tackle. Uh, maybe not. He maybe didn't start those games at left tackle, but there was legitimate plays where he would rotate. It's crazy. You typically don't see that, but uh, yeah, he dominated. It's just just an absolute stellar game from him, uh, which is literally the only like the number one thing I want to see in this game minus health. Uh, Massive X factor for a massive human being. Uh, awesome, awesome to see. Back to the drag pickup. Okay, so let's watch. Again, there's gonna be some plays that are very, very simple. This is this is this is one of them. Um, it's actually just just a slight just a slight uh nod to to uh, Tipman right there, really quickly. Just overlap technique. Not 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 a. Uh, not being over aggressive and taking on that block, you know, keeping his eyes up, seeing the looper come or whatever they're trying to do, you know, picker. It's not a, the best executed play, but good job by Tipman. Just, just a side note. Becton though, so he gets into his he gets into his pass set drag hand. We talk about the drag hand all the time. Why? It's to feel this. It's to feel this. If you start to feel that this guy is rushing towards you, what could be coming? What could be coming? A loop. So not only does it allow you to feel it, feel it to reset your feet, it also allows you to have that contact point, right? Like 
if your hands aren't attached, right, there's a guy coming to your to your left and he knocks and, and now you have to reset to get there. You have a drag hand out, that drag hand's on him. Now when he's coming into contact, okay, your hand's already there, so you don't have to punch. You don't have to do anything, you're there. It's exactly what it's supposed to do, and it works to perfection here. Drag hand lands onto the chest, feels that in conjunction with okay, this guy is starting to loop. I'm going to overtake this block. Gets into his anchor, hops into his anchor to match. Gets into his and and, and then he and ends up getting into it here. But still, really good job. Drag. You want to see maybe take on that block a little bit, like like a step sooner, but still, really really good play. Drag hand gets on there, gets underneath, resets the feet, gets into the anchor, completely locked down. It's a great pocket for for Zach. Night drop. <laughs> there it is. There's a bad night play. Um, okay, we have uh, Becton Burry in capital letters. Mitchell Hold. Okay, so let's watch Becton. Yeah. So it that's the part I love the best is is the is the after is the after part of it. Um, now in terms of the in terms of the set, okay, you know, kick slide. He he uh, he frames them or or his his feet are pretty good here in terms of in terms of like splitting. You know, the right foot splitting the crotch, okay? Right foot splitting the crotch. Uh, crotch I said, I almost said crotch. Uh, opens up as he's starting to cross his face or 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 uh, or, or cross his 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 uh, horizontal plane. Shoots his hands. I don't necessarily love two hands here because, it, as you see, if your two hands get chopped down, it, you could fall on your face. Um, so I would like, especially versus a guy who doesn't look very big, one hand would do enough. I would like to see right hand and the left hand stay loaded um, because, again, he gets he gets his hand chopped down. Now, his body naturally working to the outside and his, and his hands kind of getting like, not like Olaid, but chopped down. He naturally carries, carries his shoulder pops the guy back anyway. So just because of the momentum, pops him back anyway, refits the hands, gets the hands on, uh, pushes him, which knocks him off balance. Was he already going backwards anyway here? Yeah, because I think I think that 48 realized, okay, I'm over running that pocket. I'm going to try to get back. So he starts to to work himself back, but Becton's hand onto the shoulder, assist him, getting back. What are you going to do now? Because there are plenty of tackles. We're going to be like, oh, you know, patty cake and freaking help him up and all that bullshit. Not Becton. Becton's got to prove a point and not even proving a point. This is fucking football. You're on the ground like this. The play is still going. The whistle's not dead. I'm going to make you feel this. Do that. I don't like when guys are saying, oh, I'm just going to watch you help you up. No bullshit. Knock him the fuck out. And I'm not saying like try to injure guys, but if he gets injured because of it, it is what it is. Like it's football. It's, it's, it's a man's sport. Look at this shit, dude. Lunges. Watches this guy. Finish that block. I love it. Love it from back then there. It's different. We don't have got like, and I, you know, I, we have some guys who are good. We don't have that though. We do not have that. We go, you know, Tipman will throw a little bit after, you know, ABT is a stud. ABT is not a, an ag- overly aggressive dude. Back then we're, we're missing that. And he provides it. Uh, back then drive. Uh, oh. Uh, let me go back to that last play really quickly, just to talk about that Mitchell hold. I don't want to completely pass that as well. Uh, let's just, I'm just, gonna, just, I'll do it quicker with Mitchell. Oh yeah. This is the one we try to reset your hands, dude. So he works to the outside. Okay. He's dropping in the coverage. Where's my next threat there. Good hand placement. Okay, cool. But once this happens, once you get your right hand in there and then your arm starts to get lifted because of his arm, we can't, 
this is this is a good spot to be in. This is a good spot to be in. This is not a good spot to be in. So instead of being here, let's refit that hand and get underneath. Pittman never refits the hand. Is over the top, is over the top, is over the top. Over the top still, just never, never detaches the hand. He's literally reaching across to grab it. Like, hey, why not just you know refit it? Not ideal. Gets called for the hold. Okay. And then and then for and then for uh Zach drops back, reading left. People are talking about like uh, you know, him dumping off to the running back. The run the, the running back's tripping out of there and he can't they, it's it's a lot easier on film to see. Okay, he might be coming open. He might not be able to literally he might not be able to see him. He probably can't see him right now. Probably can't see him, so that's why he passes that. I mean, people are gonna bitch about that, but it's it's just a real, real you know, real uh, realism. Probably doesn't see him, goes to the left, rolls out, okay, feeling some pressure. Get out. Now, people are like, could he throw this here? Yeah, he could. You know, it, it's it's possible, but I, I don't think it's as easy as, okay, whip that in there before the safety. Probably have to put some uh, touch on it and the safety dropping down. Okay, I understand not throwing it. Could you do it? Yeah. You know, put it short and lob it over his head. All right. But continues to roll it to the left. Now, at this point, keep your eyes down the field. You would like to see him pop this over. You'd like to see him pop this over. He's look, He's looking deep. He's open. Um, his eyes are back. This guy's over the top, you know, put it to, uh, you know, I'm not saying like laser it in here, but put it to the outside shoulder, you know, maybe a little bit low. Um, it, it will, it's, it's either lob to the inside here. It's, it's lob over him, but away from him, or it's more straight line away from him, but with enough velocity that he can't close down to the outside. Doesn't throw it. Should throw it. Jukes gets a couple of extra yards. I like the juke, you know, good, 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 good juke there. This is exactly how he hurt himself, but you know, it, I, I get it. He's a competitor. I can tell guy just to run out. He's trying to prove himself. So good job picking up a, a few extra yards. They're diving um, by, by Wilson. Still let's see him get rid of that ball. Uh, give me two seconds here. All right. Next play of Mr. Becton, Becton drive. Let's see here. Uh, right side of your screen, obviously right tackle. That's where we're looking. Let's watch. Let me start this one a little bit late. A little bit early, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, in the second level block, do we want to see him stay attached a little bit longer? For sure. Is there is there slight overcommitment on the on the first level? There is. This is this is where we get into um okay, obviously we're running, you know, tight inside zone. So he wants to create some movement, and it's not like, oh, he's throwing him into the gap that he's trying to hit. It's not necessarily always the case, especially more interior. You take the guy where he's going, you're just trying to create movement, more vertical than horizontal um, here, okay? Obviously, it doesn't take on the full man. Uh, that's, 60, that's 62 in this situation, but he gets hip to hip or nearly hip to hip, gets hands inside, extension. But the problem with this is this is this is where we talk about we want him a little bit more balanced, um, just in terms of not shoving. We want more push for a shove. Uh, we don't want overcommitment. That this extra right here is too much, just a little bit too much. Again, it's being very nitpicky, but this is things that matter when you have linebackers. Let's say you know this is a better linebacker, whoever it may be. If he is to see you know this and shoot this back door, Beckman's not getting back door. Why? Because he overcommitted a little bit. You know, tank versus turret type deal we talk about quite often, which I'm not going to go over again. Slight overcommitment, but still is able to, again, create a lot of movement, a lot of movement, get to the second level, gets hands inside, pops them. Now, with this, this is where you want to see him. Instead of 
instead of running with like a narrow base and extending, we want to see him transition into more, okay, get that quarter turn in there, uh, start to start to latch and start to lift instead of extension trying to, you know, have a highlight play. This is, this is a little bit of, of that where you, where you see him trying to do a little bit of the highlight type stuff, you know, looks really nice, like really nice still again, a little bit too much commitment looks nice here driving him back, but let's stay attached. So he can't shed the block and get on the tackle, which to, by the point where he creates, you know, this much movement and then this much movement, he did his job already. Like no matter what happens after this, he already did his job, but we're talking about going from, you know, a nine out of a 10 play to a 10 out of a 10 play. Um, so still a really, really good play. Obviously, you know, we're talking a instead of an a plus because he didn't say attached, but still very good. Um, next play of Becton 34, sorry, the, the time I, if you guys caught the last pause, uh, it's because my dog arrived home and, uh, my dog takes priority over you guys. So I had to play with him a little bit, but I got destroyed by mosquitoes in the backyard. Okay. Becton pop boil miss. Right tackle. Right. Um, now th- again, this is one that is simple, right? Like we're not, we're not really recapping too much. We're talking about an aggressive play action. Um, into into a naked bootleg, naked. Actually, it's not even a bootleg. Well, it, it, it might it might try to be a bootleg, but since he's here, he he just he, he just gears down. But again, there's a difference between a a play action where you're just staying in the pocket. There's a difference between you know um, a rollout where you have you know a bootleg or a rollout where you have protection, and then there's nakeds where you don't have any protection. So this is more of a naked. But Beckton again, more aggressive uh, set here, trying to fake the run. He just takes a. Uh, you know, an angle to the edge defender as he gets into that contact window, lowers himself a little bit, right hand into the face mask, which is not ideal. We want those hands lower. This is something we talked about with back in that Louisville. He does tend to carry his hands or his, his hands land high. Um, sometimes it will land inside, but high. So you'll, you'll see a lot of like neck and face with him. You, you want to see them down ideally because, you know, you want to start getting refs calling, you know, hands to the face and all that type of stuff. But still, you know, we see the load up extension throws him outside right so uh you know, he, he sells it plenty well plenty well your linebacker you see that you're like oh the run's going there you know um but, you know now Boyle rolls out okay he's trying to hit uh Yeboa but it's way be, it's 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 way behind it's just natural arm talent it's it's obviously there's a guy in his face it's 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 hard for him to throw this ball he drifts out of it he just doesn't have the natural arm talent to get there again we're not breaking down Boyle too much because who cares We'll break him down the regular season if he ever plays and makes the team, which Salah's comments today, you know, he kind of was like talking, like I know he was a big, uh, he was a big fan of the third quarterback role and he, just the way he spoke, nothing specifically, seemed like they might be keeping Boyle in that 53. So you might have to adjust your rosters. I'm just saying. Uh, back to near pickup two, Boyle throw, Erickson catch. Okay, this is the out route to Erickson. It's actually a beautiful throw and a beautiful catch. But let's watch Beckton first because obviously this is his segment for the most part. Um, Get really simple, really simple for 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 Beckton here. So it looks like it. One, two. Uh, it looks like he's locked. Like he, he he's he's locked here, and then and then these guys are in gap protection. So you have like more man and then zone with with him filling in this this B gap. But Beckton, when he comes off the ball. Okay, gets in, gets into a set. Good job, not oversetting though. Like this is this is the little stuff that matters. We don't want him to fly out of this, and then and then he's you know he getting beaten to the inside here. You want to maintain that inside out relationship. You know, outside of foot, split in the crotch. Like, that's exactly what you want. That's where he is right now. So really good job, just running the feet. You have inside, literally running the feet. It's a good job. Matches you know hands on, 
matches the inside movement, stays square to the line of scrimmage. Um, and I think at this point, he's exp- he, you know he's hoping that either sixty two or twenty or, or Knight pick up this blocker because he realizes the edge um, is is being threatened by you know a late blitzer. And he's I think he's thinking to go pick this up, but the but then the ball is out like immediately. You know he's kind of like half playing this, so just interesting in terms of the mindset. Boyle again, you know, sees that out the speed out, dude. Like you know, we we, we shit on Boyle sometimes, and I don't know he's not been great this preseason. That's a really good throw, and that's a really good catch by Alex Erickson. Couldn't really be in much of a better spot, you know, a, a tad more outside just to avoid the hand, but still, really really good throw catch. The uh, you know maintains his balance on the sideline. Like look at this throw. Now. You know, it's it's a ball. It's it's not necessarily ballsy, but um, you know, you have a, a defender who's who's squatting. You know, he's he's playing pretty aggressively. But Boyle trusts Erickson's going to have outside leverage on him. Throws it with good timing, location, good play. Like that's just a good play. There's there's really no two ways about that for for Boyle to say, oh, that's a bad play by him. The rest of the blocking, um, nobody really cared too much about, right? But so fine, I'm not gonna go over it. <clears throat> um. Beckton block Boyle interception. So this is the one that's unfortunate. You know, you get into the you get into the red zone. And you're talking about you know balls bouncing off a guy's feet or whatever it is here. Um, well, actually, really, we have a um. You just like, I don't know, I don't know why this got sniped there in the middle of the play, but you have a clear out underneath route right here. Underneath route, Boyle hits it. Okay, easy. I think this is TJ Luther, I believe. Uh, sorry if it's not TJ Luther, because then I'm saying he's fumbling and all, or he's he's dropping the ball and stuff, which is obviously not good for him. I don't think GMs are watching the show anyway. But nonetheless, um, want to see him secure the catch or secure the ball before we start to turn and run, right? And and I'm not even saying it's it's just a hard to see exactly what he does with it, but um, clearly it's not as secure as it should be because it doesn't look like the ball gets hit. It just looks like you know him getting him getting contacted with pops it out. Pops it out right now would be an incompletion, but hell of a job of that defender realizing, you know, this is just a feel thing. He knows the ball's gonna hit the ground. I'm gonna kick it. Picks it off. Now Beckton, whistles blown dead right there because they don't think it is picked off. But with Beckton, again, good job not oversetting. You know, slight, slight over slight overset. Then maybe here like wanna you want to see him run his feet, but with that also being said, it depends you know, on your protection as well and and and, and how much uh, how how you're afforded to play said rep if 62 wasn't sliding to this to this right side i'll be more critical than um if he didn't because he's there i understand oversetting this um because if he is to beat you to the inside you have help to the inside right so it's take that again i kind of talk myself through plays too because i gotta i gotta see what i'm talking about but here oh i'm okay with him oversetting because of that okay so let's kind of let's kind of scratch that good passes it off as he passes it off, what does he do? Square to the line of scrimmage. He power steps instead of dropping the post. Again, post, kick. If the post drops, if he comes to kick, this is the post. So when you talk about power stepping, we're just talking about subsequent movements inside off of that off of that uh, post foot. So called power stepping. Power steps back inside. And what does that allow him to do? You know, he's square to the line of scrimmage, but having that post, that, that, that post foot still up, you know, allows him to match the edge quicker. So good job power stepping. Good job of having hands on. Good job keeping your eyes up. Passes it off. Doesn't overcommit. Squares up his, his his the edge rusher. Explodes to the outside. 
I don't know if he's expecting the move or his hands are just late or whatever it may be. But again, being on airing on the side of positivity, you know, feels the chop coming or thinks the chop's coming. Is really patient with his hands, lands his hands into the shoulder, rocks him. Finish the fucking play. There is, I, I love that stuff from offensive linemen. Absolutely love it. I, you know, tight ends, whatever it may be, guys finishing block is a big, you know, not to be like whatever here, but a big turn on for me. Like, I fucking love this shit. Who doesn't? Like, it really, really excites me to see that. Nothing illegal about it. You make that guy feel it. And the next time this guy is blitzing, he's like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to, want to hit him. And, and, and this guy's on the ground bitching, bro, get up. You're still involved in the play. You know, or or maybe maybe the whistle is blown dead, but hey, whistle's whistle's going. You're on the ground. Protect yourself because they are allowed to do this. Fuck them up. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. it makes it get better than like I bitched about it too. Um, again, I I think that stuff. Next time he's blitzing, he's like, mm, maybe I shouldn't try to with speed to the out speed to the outside. Deck thing combo. Uh, right tackle, obviously. Right. Let's watch. Okay, another one we want to see him stick on the second level a little bit longer, right? Um, but we have another, this is more inside than tight. We have uh, inside zone. Inside zone, again, you're just trying to create movement. Now, ideally, we're talking about, like, you know, play side leverage and vertical and kicking to the outside. It's not, you know, based on how defenses line up, it's not always going to be the case. So um, this is something I actually just thought of. Actually, I thought about a while ago, but kind of just came up again in my brain. Like, not only, and people are going to say, oh, they should run behind ABT and Beckton. Yeah, sure. But also for a running back to know that your cutback is most likely going to be open and to be aggressive and hitting your cutback is also a huge bonus to a running back. Huge. Just having faith in those guys. So comes with the ball. Again, we have a combo. We have a combo to the to the Mike backer. So gets his hands on the shoulder, gets his hands onto the rib area. We see it. Nice tight elbow angle. Um, leaning a little bit, but okay. You know, he's, he's naturally tall. So you're going to have some lean in this game just naturally. Extension throws this guy to his knees. So he threw him to his knees. Again, very big cutback angle or, or available right now. Throws him to his knees. Probably, again, a little bit more of the of the shove, of the shove, which is basically just a push with steps and extension versus the whole push thing. Slight overcommitment, again, but it's okay. Throws him to the ground. Hands on the linebacker. Um, now... So I don't know if there's like foot traffic right here, and that's why his left step doesn't come forward, and that's why he loses a little bit. That's what it looks like. His left foot pulls up. I don't know if he if he feels some traffic around his feet. He didn't want to hurt himself. That's probably why he doesn't stay on it. Obviously, ideally he stays on it, right? But you, you can you kind of see almost like that that like hop step off the left. I just think he he thought there was some traffic, and he didn't want to again hurt himself. I'm really fine with that. Beckton, uh block Charles drop. Again, not much one we want to watch. The only guy else you want to watch would be Cologne. Hopefully, he makes it to the practice squad. Uh, I don't think he makes a roster, but I would love to have Cole in the practice squad. Um, right, Tech? Two seconds, he shuts that down. Um, now, it looks like you have an offensive line here who didn't pass off the, uh, you know, a, a blitz the best. You know, for, for Cologne here, just noticing the, the threats, there's nothing outside here. You know, you have two guys versus one. You have this guy knifing inside. You have two guys over the top. Let's keep more eyes towards the second level here from Kelowna instead of looking so far to the outside because you're not getting out there you're not getting here eyes up you know what's what's going on okay you see 57 dropping back get your eyes out of here Cologne. 
overtake this block from from 62, 62, then passes it off, picks up this. But people are like, oh, fine. I'm like, oh, is it Beckton's fault? This guy? No, it's 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 not. It's he's he's locked here most likely. And you have a situation where you have overcommitment from from you know Cologne to the left side. Okay. Uh but with Beckton and gets into his gets gets into his um into his slide you know, good base at, at, at the contact uh, contact point is his, his heels click a little bit. You don't necessarily want this. Um, you want, you know, his, his right, you know, a little bit smaller of a left step and his right foot to come out as, as well. But uh, he sees that big chop coming and just patient with his hands. Don't punch now because it's going to get chopped. And even if you, instead of having a nice straight angle, if you have to come a little bit over the top to, to land him instead of getting chopped. Okay, cool. Notices the chop here, you know, Notices the chop, patient with the hands, landing onto the shoulder and, and the face. Extension, he's fucked. Done. Over. He shut down that Russian in, in, in 0.4 seconds, like I said on Twitter. One, two, pop. Done. And then he, uh, you have Boyle, who hits Charles. I can't see exactly how he drops it, you know, from this angle, but it hit him in the hands. I know that. Beckton versus Blitz. Right tackle. Been fucking dominant game. It's awesome. Sorry for the dropping the F-bombs. Especially when I get excited about offensive linemen. It just comes out. Offensive and defensive linemen tend to bring F-bombs out of me on the Y. But, uh, yeah, so similar deal here that we saw earlier, right? We have edge threat, eyes on the edge. We have a, cl- we have a, we have a close, uh, we have a, we have a four eye tech right here. So we're going to throw that drag hand. We're going to throw the drag hand in general, but especially when guys are there. He throws that drag hand. Again, good job splitting. Uh, good drag hand. For the exact reasons we spoke about before, don't have to don't have to recap it at least right now. Left hand on, feel it. See him looping, eyes whipped to the inside. Right hand, because you see, so you see right now he's engaged. The right hands, the right hands clean. If he would run into him right now, he's he's occupying two. He's going to keep two, um, but because he loops inside, now that right hand underneath. Underneath, nice, you know, hook underneath. We don't want this. Nice, get get underneath him. Good job there. Get underneath. Get into your anchor. Now you're squared up, and he's fucked. Throw from Boyle. Um, not ideal, right? We have uh, we have we have Gibson with uh, he he ran a vertical over the top and inside. We're going for the ball, right? We're going for the ball. Outside and low, inside and high. Balls outside and low. He puts it inside and high. Hard. It's gonna be hard, and, and obviously it's an overthrow too. He's not. He's never gonna catch that. Put it here. So not a good throw by Boyle. Not a good decision by Boyle. Um. Okay. Cool. Your Jets has blown up my, my my Twitter a little bit with some likes. I appreciate it though. Right. Um. So moving on from that, we have the. We'll, we'll start with I guess the bad from the defense. The bad from the offense and bad from the defense is really not a lot here. Uh, bad from the offense. I put to um, die fumble to end the game. Not ideal, right? He's fighting for a practice squad point, a uh, roster spot at this point. He probably makes it. I would guess. Um, just based on the money they gave him, he didn't do anything in preseason to earn it. But I, I would guess just based on the bonus they gave him as a UGFA, he probably makes um, the the practice squad. Could be wrong though. Um, past that. Unless obviously you have Simon Knight who makes a practice squad, it's not going to happen, in my opinion. Um, but he also and and you have Die who also dropped the pass in the flat. You had Kuntz, who overall he's definitely been better than I expected. With that being said, you know, and, and that's just there's nothing like there's nothing um, like no highlight plays I, that I can think of all the top of my head in terms of his blocking. But he hasn't been abysmal, and he has at least been like in the right spot, like positional leverage and stuff. So he's been better than I thought. With that being said. 
he still had two holding penalties this game, and he had um, and he had the ramp. Obviously, had the, the terrible rookie show and a wrong route ran last week. So not the best preseason for him. Even though in terms of blocking, he's been better than I expected, which is positive. And with that being said, also he just had two holding penalties, so obviously not the best, but still better than I thought. But overall, still a bad game. Um, I put Charles in here as as the uh, as another you know, bad player of this game, even though he had a pretty ridiculous catch, which you're going to watch right here from, from the top, which he just runs. I think, I think it's a deep out. Um, and I don't think Boyle tries to put the ball where he does. And I'll show you why, but play action. Looking left first. When he looks left, he sees this linebacker. Doesn't, doesn't want that. Keeps, keeps the feet moving. You want to see that, that transitional footwork. Every time you go through a read, your body should be in position to throw that ball. We don't want eyes where the body's not. We want body eyes, following all so he's a little bit like it's not the cleanest like footwork he's a, he's a little bit um he's a little bit like wide like a little bit wide and overextended here it's a little bit too he's a little bit too hoppy but overall um still good goes to throw that gets my next read fix my feet now this relationship right where you want to put this ball freeze frame this is when he's this is when he this is this is when he decides to throw it where are you putting it maybe time Come on. I know some people who are watching the big screen. Well, I don't know about these. Maybe the live stream. Uncle Stavos or whatever. If you're watching this, where'd you put it? Throw the Explorer moment here. Over the top and outside, but he's still undercutting. You got to put this ball to the outside. Outside. You got you to gotta expect your guy to, to get outside leverage of a guy who's over the top of this hitch flip to the inside. So based on this leverage, you're going to put that ball outside. Where does Boyle put it? Again, outside, right? One that's outside. He puts the ball inside and high. So a bad throw by Boyle. People are like, "Oh, it's a good play." It's really not. One, um, well, the feet aren't, aren't aren't great here. We we have really nothing. His his see how he's off his toe, his left foot, and it rotates in like that. We don't want that. Right foot just comes pop up on the toe. There's really nothing from the base right there. It's a lot of arm, and it, the ball is inside and high. We we want that ball outside. Outside here. So looks good on, 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 and this is the play you talk about. Like this looks good on broadcast film shows you it's not a good throw. It's actually a bad throw. Uh, now we have Charles adjusts well to it, attacks it, high points it. It crosses his face a little bit. Um, so like, even though the catch is, eh, it's, it's being very nitpicky. It crosses his, it, it, the, the eye line. You never, you never want the ball to cross your sight line. So if you see a guy like looking, uh, it's fucking hard to do it from, from my angle. Um, if, if, if you, if you, if the, if the eyes aren't like matching it to the hands, then it's a problem. If it crosses your eyes and that's what it looks like. It does hit her a little bit. Like see how it crosses the sight line, but it's, I'm, I'm being very nitpicky about a really good throw. Um, looks like it's supposed to be a play action here. Good job by Izzy being like, no shit. I see two guys off the edge right there. Again, I'm all, I, I doubt this was by the design he goes out to this left side. I think he sees it. So, uh, props to Izzy if that was the case. Drop his helmet, get in there, just enough. You know, he get, yeah, he gets planted. Guess what? He's quarterback got the ball off. He won that. I don't care if he gets. I don't care if his fucking face is in the turf right there. This looks like a loss to a lot of people to win. I'll take it. Just enough. Not ideal, but just enough. Now Charles again, really good job in terms of just high pointing it. Hand, you see the clap though. Clap and cross the sideline. This is not exactly what you want, but still he brings it in through contact. Okay, cool. Not the best throw. Um, next, I only have two plays miscellaneous from bad from the offense, um, which I don't know if these are bad. I think I just lumped them in here. Boyle F throw. Charles can't go up third and four, 133 left. 
which by the way, for some reason, my computer, if you try to do like the, the, the double dots, it gives me like a semicolon. I don't know why, but I can't do the two dots, which I don't know what they're called, which is may, maybe embarrassing, but I know this, I, I know that's a semicolon. I just don't know what the two dots are called. I can't do the other two dots. It doesn't let me. My computer's screwed. So let's watch. Let's watch an A throw. Middle, right. Okay. The only thing I'll say about um about the throw now, do we ever want the receiver to have to gear down and and wait for the ball like he does? No. Now, with that being said, when he goes to throw this ball, does he see contact? And I'm sure he's not sure at like how tight he is or how how much the the corner is affecting this route. Because right here, you know, he could drive him out and he could bow this route out. So I get it putting it to a spot where like on the sideline where maybe he uh, or maybe he can get it. But ideally He's able to see that Charles is, is is crossing his back without much contact. We're talking about like good quarterback play versus versus great quarterback play. Great quarterback play, he leads this, leads him, and we're talking about touchdown, most likely. He has to gear down quite a bit, wait for the ball. It gets deflected or or whatever. We'll see in the other view, um, but not necessarily the best throw from him. Middle of the field, safety in the middle. Charles one on one situation. Got to put a little bit more on it. Again, it's all about reading what's exactly happening all very, very quickly. But if he read it better, he puts it out in front of him instead of hanging the ball out there. And uh, Charles is not able to bring it in. Now, with this being said, and I'm going to go highlight this, it's not – you can't always tell, like, how his arms were affected, like, you know, arm onto the elbow, how did it affect his exact catching technique. So, like, I always want to precursor that stuff. Maybe, you know, he had his his right hand insider here, and it, and, it, and it widened the arm out a little bit. So, again, just be careful with that stuff, like guaranteeing, oh, we should have done it. Just want to throw a little disclaimers in there. Do we want to see him do this? No. This is how we try to drive the football in here. He's trying to catch the ball with his prayer hands. He's trying to take his prayer hands and spike them through the ball. And he's going to catch it like this. Like he has a, like a knife. That's what it looks like. So obviously not the best, not the best catch or catch attempt, right? So not ideal. Um, next, the next throw, which Charles can't find, we have Charles right here in the uh, running like a slot fade. Oil is trying to convert on fourth and five. Ooh, who's to the bottom right there? It looks like uh, what's his face? TJ Luther went vertically there, but obviously he wasn't looking at that right. So we're not gonna look at that. He, he's going to the left side, looking to the left side of the screen. Slot fade. Um, Hoss concept, you know, the, with the with the slot fade and and, and the uh, short underneath the hitch, throws it up to to Irv Charles, just giving him a chance to make a play in a huge spot in the game. Slot fade, and he's you know he's running up the field. And at a certain point, you got to realize, okay, the ball is probably coming here, and just never looks for it. He just never thinks he's going to get it. Look at him, just running. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh shit, the ball was there. Like, what are you doing now? Could he have lost it in light, whatever it may be? Maybe, but. I don't think he ever sees it. No, like, come on, man. You got to look back. For that. You got you to feel at a certain point, hey, you know, the ball, if I'm going to get the ball, it's probably up in the air right now. Let's find it. Not ideal, right, for guys trying to make the team to just, this be the last play of the game. You know, by the way, and something else I noticed, which I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, I'm not trying to be an asshole here. And this is, this might be a me thing. I don't love his body language after some plays. Like, if, if someone else screws up, like, he's throwing his hands up and cursing at guys. Um, just to me noticing that Boyle, Boyle, I think throws his voice around there a little bit too much for a guy who's QB three. That's just my opinion. I see 
again, and this is like, I'm really speaking to like people who are like diehard right now. So like people, you know, YouTube people are like, oh, you're an idiot. You don't know this guy at all. To me, Boyle seemed like a little bit of a douche. This is just me reading people. I do that for pretty much a living. <laughs> um, and I and I see his honest reactions to guys, other guys screwing up. Um, I don't know if I'm the biggest Boyle guy. I'm not the biggest Boyle guy. You know, he's he's not that like McCown, go, go happy, go lucky type of guy. I think he's a little bit of an ass. That's just between me and you, though, whoever's listening to this at this point. So moving on, uh, bad from the defense, only three plays. Um, I had the Barnes miss tackle before the sticks. He was pretty generic. Nothing really stood out overly, you know, bad or good for Barnes this game. And I'm not putting him in the bad, just a miss, miss tackle. And it wasn't a miss tackle. It was like he squared up a guy on on third and five or whatever and couldn't bring him down before the six. It would be a great play to make. Um, it's not a bad play, but it's a play you ideally see him make. Notice, mention that. Again, Clemens, I put in question mark. Where is he? I don't know. Um, I have three plays miscellaneous here from the bad, from the, or yeah, from the bad, from the defense, uh, 19. Okay. Play 19. Hector. <laughs> yeah. So he drops, he drops back on him. He's like walling off or whatever, but, uh, drops back. And this is typically what you do when you're, when you're going to drop back like that. Anything within five yards right here is called like a wall technique where anything underneath, he's going to fucking light him up. Just absolutely light him up within five yards. A lot to do it. So that's probably what he's looking for right here. Assuming obviously nobody nobody goes there, you know, outside stems and routes. Okay, he gets his eyes back to the quarterback. We have some we have some pressure. Um, eh, you know, Clemens pushes the pocket a little bit there with bull rush, but that's pretty much what he does. That that that's that is his rush ability right now. It's just running heads down, you know, or and trying to bull rush guys. Not always going to work, or doesn't work often actually because you need other threats. But we have a uh, Trask works his way up the field. Never, never shows uh, Hector his eyes. So Hector probably thinks, "Hey, he do- he doesn't see me. I'm going to come in for a big shot right now," and tries to uh, tries to get the big hit. Trask jukes him. What do we need to do? Just simply again for guys. I'm speaking of guys who's probably not going to team. Maybe practice squad. You know, he's he, I think he deserves a practice squad squad. He's been doing pretty well. Um, Bruce Hector here. Really, all it is is about breaking down. You know, breakdown. It's and he, he wants to make that that big that big play and the angle's not you know bad for where he is right now. He's just carrying too much momentum through it. You're 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 banking on him taking it inside. When he doesn't, you're a little bit over your toes there. Twenty-four. Uh water missed tackle. Fourth and one. Okay. Uh okay. I don't know where Waters is. Which, by the way, um, this is something I will say too. Hop has been really great in terms of his in terms of his um, pass rushing. He has not inspired me confidence in the run game. Uh, and I, like I, I get people questioning why the Jets are playing him so long. In my personal opinion, it's because they're trying to see him in the run game and see exactly how he responds to it. I haven't been impressed. And with this play, you got to have better awareness. You know, I I I know that the you know zone blocking and they're all stepping down to to you know uh, to Huff's right, but. You want to see him stack this, you know, and but still maintain your edge. We don't want to crash so far inside where he's allowed to cut it back. So Huff's on the edge right here. He's responsible for the edge. Cut back. Huff is nowhere near. Why? Because he got too focused on on the contact and driving his guy inside instead of again having eyes up and set, setting your edge and maintain your edge. He doesn't. Not a good play by Huff. Now we have Waters who fills in off the off the edge right here. Fill from depth. Too high. Again, outside in, especially with guys to the inside. 
He's already working his way to the outside. His momentum's carrying him to the outside. So you want to be, again, you want to cheat a little bit more to the to the outside because if he has to cut to the inside, okay, he has to turn his hips. He has to cut inside. There's guys, you know, scraping over the top, whatever, getting on the play. But we do not want to square him up. And you start moving to an inside angle while he's moving to an outside angle because then if he just flattens out, he's going to avoid you. Outside angle, inside angle. If he flattens out, he's going to avoid you. And I'm... I didn't even know that was going to really happen exactly like that. You know, I just watched it. I just forgot, but that's typically what happens. Squared up, to, you know, inside momentum, outside momentum. We're going to go outside, bounce it, miss the tackle. And this is a play on fourth and one for Waters. This is a play where you talk about, oh shit, he made a huge tackle on third, uh, on fourth and one, hell of a play, or he missed a tackle and it's a terrible play. There's no in between. It's either really bad or really good right there from Waters, and it was bad. Uh, play 50. And then we get into the good of the offense and the defense. I don't, I don't think there's a ton there either. Uh, okay, Waters beat Moreland Peeloff. Okay, um, we have Waters right here, 35. Looks like he's a man on the two. Um, it's really it's it's it, it, watching this one. It's actually really not that bad of coverage. The, the only problem that I see right there. Um, it, you know, he's a little bit aggressive at the jump. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with the aggressiveness. You know, he squares him up. He gets not a shuffle outside, but he anticipates it well. He gets his hands on like, that's all pretty good. You know, this is, it's a, it's aggressive, but it's good. Not the best you know route run necessarily. You could see him lean right there. Just that step right there to tell you outside, outside break. This, if, if, if a step like that is going to split the, like split your feet, you're leaning that way. He's leaning that way. Okay. Regardless gets on it, shoulder on. The problem here comes from when he tries to get two hands on and look back. Two hands on. Now he's reaching a little bit and he's looking back. Doesn't see the the break up the field slash he's leaning. So it might pull him off balance. Now he, now he's in trail. And again, if you listen, at the end of the day, if, if this is a throw it takes to, you know, for you to beat somebody, it's not a bad play by Waters, right? It's just, he got, he got beat. It happens, you know, but there's little things he can fix up. The thing I do like about it here though, is the fact that you have uh, Moreland in coverage. Moreland's matching the post, matching the post. Eyes are back to the quarterback. He sees the quarterback. Um, he sees the quarterback throw the ball, peels off of his coverage to get over top to the help, uh, help. Because let's say Waters right here gets burned, and and now this guy is streaking down the sideline for for a touchdown. Moreland is not going to allow that to happen. So like this is a play where this is the process versus results thing. The result is oh you know Moreland you know gets gets the hit, but it's still a, a catch. The process is very good though. It's very good for Moreland just because, again, different situation. He's streaking down for a touchdown now uh, because Moreland wasn't – he's not asked to, to help on this. He's asked to cover his guy. So he went outside of his assignment, and he could have saved a touchdown there, there if he got burned. And he still lays a shot and good job by the receiver catching it. But uh, it's a really good play by Moreland to, to peel off of his cover right there. I really like that. Just a little side note. Um, good from the the offense. Uh, I have Zach Wilson in here. I, I – <laughs> I wasn't like thrilled with this game. I, I still think that his was it his Panther. Maybe the Panthers game. I think the Panthers game was probably the best for him. And like, I'm not seeing like massive improvement. But I'm seeing slight improvement. This one was a little bit of a step back in some situations. Like, you know, is some of the accuracy and stuff. I only have six. I only have four plays of him. So let's watch those, those plays of, of Wilson who misses a slant on this play three by two empty to the field. And this this one's simple, right? You you have you have first read, second read. 
doesn't go, doesn't doesn't want his first read comes off comes off the first read i get it second read off coverage outside leverage versus slant where you throw that ball inside he throws that ball back shoulder can't have it can't have it check middle check the right and why the feet we need, we need to see the transitional footwork here you know inside to outside get get yourself completely pointed to the outside his feet aren't good when he throws and maybe that's why it's behind most likely Foot pointed towards the sideline right now it, with his foot pointed where it is, this ball should be going directly to the sideline, nowhere else. This foot is pointed where it should be, but you have your feet kind of fighting each other. We have, we have the inner rotation of the, of the right foot. And obviously he's not stepping through the throw because of some of this pressure, but still I want to see him reset his base right here. So he's not so locked into the ground because he's kind of fighting across his body right now. I don't love that. Ball is behind. No chance for Lazard. Okay. Um. Okay. By the way, I said I said nine for 13, 70 yards, two rushes for forty-one yards. Did I say that? I don't, I don't know if I did. If I if I didn't, that will, there it is. If I did, there it is again. Wilson near interception. Okay, I think this is the bottom of the screen throw. Yes. Yeah, this is not a good one. This is not a good one from from uh from Wilson here. He never. I don't think he, he never sees this linebacker. He just doesn't see him. So I think he's he's seeing a coverage rotation. To me, when I, see, I, I think I saw from the other view. He's looking here. He's seeing the coverage rotation here. He knows this guy is off. He's assuming, okay, you know, you have, I don't know what he's assuming necessarily in the inside, but he's assuming off coverage. Okay, you know, curl or whatever this is, stop, is going to be open. Doesn't check the linebacker. Should have been a pick. This is a pick. That's a pickable play. I, the linebacker didn't find it, but this is a terrible play from Wilson. Again, the result is not a pick. Nobody cares. It's just an incompletion on the stat sheet. The result should have been picked. Eyes in the middle of the field, sees the coverage rotation, sees the coverage rotation, goes to the outside, throws the ball. Either either, either way, it's not good. Either he had overconfidence in his arm that he can get there before the linebacker, or he didn't see the linebacker. I, I would prefer that he saw the linebacker and, and try to fit it in there. It's still not good, but not seeing the linebacker is worse. Oh, hold on. Okay, okay, so caveat. Like I said, one... Had faith in himself to fit it in there. Two, didn't see him. That's a bigger problem. Three, was this tipped? I don't know. I don't know if it was tipped and sent it off its trajectory. Maybe it's more to the outside shoulder and trying to fit it in there. Again, caveat, that, that's potential. I, I don't know if it was talked about. It's really hard to see from this angle if that's tipped or not, you know? The rotation's not the best. I don't, It could have been. It could have been. That's why I could have been inside again. Caveat. Uh, 23, 35-yard run, okay, and in Becton. So, empty again, bad snap, reading the field, nothing open, nothing open, nothing open, okay. Step up in the pocket. As he steps up in the pocket, he sees this flash, and obviously then then, then, we, then it's just backyard football, right? And with this, like, do you want to see him go out of bounds? Sure. Do I understand him fighting for his job? He's, you know, he got booed by Jets fans at home and he's trying to make plays and now he's on the run. Sure. Like play football, dude. I'm, I'm okay with it. Again, side, side note here. Um, when, when you have, you have, you know, Mitchell says in front of the block, but he still gets bitch at the end. Um, and this is one of those plays where, you know, you have, you have Tippman, bad snap, right? Terrible snap. It's bad. And then this is one of the one of the times where you see him right where I say he's on his face too much. And really, just to be short with this one, the only thing I want to see from him is is more activity in the feet. You see his feet get pretty stale. 
And that's why he gets off balance and thrown off balance. I want to see his feet trying to get more under there and more like him trying to refit his hands in, conjun- in conjunction with his feet. Backed in from the right tackle spot. Again, good, you know, good job with his good job with his uh with his base for the for the most part. He's he's standing a little high here, but is still able to still able to get uh, hands on. Hands on, not in a spot he wants. Refits, get underneath, lift, get into your anchor. Now that now the play is mostly done, you know, in terms of like the actual pass block. Now for Beckton, it's like, oh, well, he allowed the pressure, and, you know, all this stuff. No, he he thought he was blocking for Wilson here. He thought the ball was going to be out now at this point. He's perfectly fine. Now, if he runs up here, Beckton's expecting him to rush, you know, around the corner. So it's harder for him to adjust. The only thing is with, with Beckton, do you want to see a little bit more activity? Like, I think at this point, you think, okay, you know, play is done. I'm over here. Do I want to see him finish the lock a little bit better? Yeah, because you can see a little bit of, like, the passiveness comes here. He gets a little bit dry there. You know, you, you want you want to see him keep running his feet and all that stuff. But Wilson sees that again, dirty spin. Now he's seeing guys react to the inside of him. Okay, flatten out, get to the outside. Yeah, and then you know, at, at this point, yeah, probably probably just probably just go out of bounds here. But he's trying to make a play, dude. He's trying to fucking truck people and he's trying to run for a touchdown here. I get it. I get it. I'm not going to blame him. I actually like it more than I hate it. So, next play, last play of Wilson. Wilson, good decision, uh, batted. Okay. I think this is to the right side or to the left side right here. But I don't know if they run like a crease. Um, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a combination of a, of a, of a crease and a, uh, um, and like a, uh, what's the hell? Uh, it's not a drive. It would call a drive and like a, like a, I think like a technical drive again. Just a lot of terminology in my head. Like a technical drive has that underneath from the wide tight end, um, and then when it's when there's no underneath from the tight end, it's uh, there's another name for it. I would, I would find it obviously. I'm just having a brain fart, uh, but nonetheless. So we're gonna have we're gonna have one, probably two, then three here. One's matched. You know, they're running Tampa two. He matches it. So now, pass that one. This is the conflict right here. He's going to wait for the receiver to pass that conflict. Throw the ball. Would have been open. This is a good throw. This is a good throw in, in, a, in not like a, the tightest window I've ever seen, but it's a good anticipation throw and good job hand, hanging on to that read and throwing that ball. Hang on to it. He's going to come open. He's going to come open. Have faith. Throw it. Would have been there for a completion most likely, and it gets batted. I can't blame him for that. This is actually a good play. You know? So again, bad snap by Tippman. We can't keep having that. That's a big problem, especially we just heard about freaking, you know, Rodgers picking up grass and throwing it and sniffing it and smoking it and doing whatever he's doing with the grass. Uh, we can't have, we, and the rotation of the ball and all that stuff. We can't have that. I'm sure Rodgers is not going to love that. It, it makes me severely doubt that Tippman's going to start at center, um, especially initially, but even, even later on until you can finish, figure out that snap thing. But again, eyes on that seam, the inside read. Eyes to the to uh to that dig underneath of it goes to throw the ball gets gets batted again. I don't think it's a bad decision. Now, the only question I have is the trajectory. If it's, if it's hitting him on like the armpit, the bicep right there, is it going to go too far inside right here? You want that here? Um, I I think it'd probably be a little bit more inside than you want it, but that's just a guess based on it's a it's it's, it's a what do they call that like a knowledgeable guess. Uh, there's there's a different terminology here, but. 
Uh, I put Conklin here, good run blocking mostly. Um, you also had, uh, oh, sorry, Wilson had a bad uh, pass to Harbin on the smoke where he, where he put it too low, didn't allow Harbin to adjust, or Harbin adjusted it and caught it, but obviously the better the throw, the the, the better yak you're typically going to get. Turner and Schweitzer, I put as good. I have three plays of those guys. Three plays of those guys. Wes, Turner, dig out, second and short. Okay. I started a second late, I'm sorry, but still a good job. So we have two guys who, you know, ideally they get, they get, they get, you know, hip to hip to hip, but you have Schweitzer comes off the ball, uses a ricochet technique, ricochet, left inside foot, explode, throw your shoulder, keep your inside half clean. We have, you know, again, Turner, I don't want him to scoop this out as low as he does. I want him, again, a little bit more hip to hip. So I think, I think he undercuts it a little bit more than he should because now you're seeing his initial contact come into Tittman or come into Schweitzer, not the the uh, the defensive lineman. So he's taking some momentum away. I don't love his how he blocked us up, and uh, you know, but it's being nitpicky. But still, uh, Schweitzer, good, pop him up, and now you have two guys who are hip, to, you know, almost hip to hip, and just drive him out, drive him out, drive him out. So, um. You know, it's 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 not anything like overly necessarily like sexy. It's not something that you know people are gonna necessarily talk about. But you're talking about a second and short situation and a combo block where they move their guy from let's just call this the five yard line, thirty five at any five, the five yard line to the you know uh, seven eight yard line. That that two three yards of difference makes all the difference on second and short, and that's where night you know follows. That's where night follows. Everybody else does a pretty good job. You know, Mitchell does a, does a decent enough job there. Uh, you have Tippmann, who does a good job. Tippmann does a good job. Why? It's because he didn't go flat here. He has a problem going flat sometimes. The fact that he went up and then out is a good sign. Up and then out. That's what we want. It's a good job, you know, pretty much overall. And then, again, you know, Knight just puts his shoulder down. Cool. Past that, 15-16. Um, West Pancake, hang Wilson, hang in. Okay. So, snap. Wilson checks the left here, I think, really quickly. Off the jump right there, a little bit of Rodgers action. He's watching. You don't see him do that often. But I think he checked that and, and saw the relationship. Okay, he's going he's he's to go to his right side. He goes to his his right side. And um, and we have the combination of the dig and the uh, drag underneath of it. He's probably reading that dig first, I would assume, but the linebacker's in that window. Then he's going to go to the, to, the, to the drag or the over, I'm assuming. We'll see some other angle. Puts the ball in a good spot on uh, on Lazard again. I, I think this is third down, but check the left. I think he does that again, a little Rodgers-esque. I'm not trying to compare him to Rodgers exactly, but good pickup by the offensive line. Drag hand, pick up there. You have, you have two guys ending up on one guy. So it's a good job by both of these guys. I like that. I like the job by Tippmann splitting, you know, splitting the difference here and picking up two guys. And then you have a situation where there's two guys on this block, so you're going to assume now that because Turner's on the outside most, he's going to match the most outside guy. So now Schweitzer's free to the inside. Schweitzer sees the uh, um, like the cross dog blitz with the two linebackers, just a stunt with the linebackers. Same thing. He's trying to hit that hip, carry him inside. He's trying to loop to this side. Schweitzer, good awareness, sees it coming, drops his shoulder, lays him out, lays him out. Now Wilson, again. Left side, right, probably reading that dig first. Doesn't like what he's seeing from from the dig. Then he goes to the drag or the over. 
sees this relationship. Okay. He could fit that in there maybe, but he knows hips open to the inside, running to the outside, just wait. And he's probably going to be open. Hangs in there, stays pretty loaded on that back foot. I know it was like tapping it up there, but it, it's still loaded. There's a lot of weight on that back foot. Why? So he can immediately transfer his weight to his left foot and get the ball out. You don't want weight, even weight on the front foot. Cause they have to transfer it to the back foot, and then transfer it back. You want ideally that, you know, to be loaded up on that, on that back leg which seemingly he is loaded up on that back leg, ready to throw it. Yeah, definitely loaded up on that back leg, ready to throw it. Uh, or should I grab something better? Okay, so then he throws it. Good location, just out of the reach, on his face. That's a that's a good play by Wilson hanging in there. For sure, it's a good play. Keeping it loaded, keeping it loaded. Throw, can't really step into it, but really good zip on it, good location. That's a, that's a, that's a hell of a play by Wilson. It's my favorite play of the game, for sure. Uh... And it wasn't even a part of his thing. So last play of these two guys, I think five plays left and we're done. Uh, Wes Schweitzer, uh, oh, sorry, Wes Schweitzer, I guess, Wes Schweitzer and Billy Turner combo. Conklin hold, ball and block. Okay. So not the best play by by Conklin. We got we got we to know at a, cer- at a certain point by Conklin here, we, we got to like, we got to let go. Expect, like it, now, if if they're trying to drive against you and you got tight hands and stuff, you can hold a little bit. But once they try to separate and they're trying to pull away from you, obviously the longer you hold, the better chance you have. So you you, you got to start. You got to let go at this point. Um, now in terms of Schweitzer and again, I started this one on second late again, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, we have <laughs> we have Turner. He uses like an altered uh, ricochet technique. Typically, you don't see like a jump into it, but he jumps into it, ricochet, pop him up. Drive him inside. Like, look at that drive. Hell of a job by Turner there, getting him inside. Then Schweitzer gets that positional leverage, drives him vertically. Turner, uh, linebacker scraping over the top because obviously the the design is okay. You have the kick out. You have these two guys coming to the back or to the backside backer. And then you have the uh, fullback leading. So kick out combo to him. These guys are going to handle their backside. And then he is the the target for Baldwin. So it works out pretty perfectly. Good combo by those guys. Great combo by those guys, actually. Not even good, it's great. Uh, Conklin hold. You have Bauden, who wants to take that that inside-out angle. Inside-out angle. Both guys lower their shoulder. They meet. Pops them up, all that stuff. Good job Good job blocking. Good job taking on the block. You know, they, they wipe each other out. Okay? Uh, ideally, he obviously drives them, all that stuff, but he went low, okay? Uh, Knight bounces it. Gets tackled anyway, but Conklin hold, but a really good combo by those guys. Uh, I had Izzy, four rushes for 30 yards. You, you know, okay, his, his vision still slides to me at times. Brownlee, four receptions, 50 yards. I have three plays of him. Uh, again, good game. Yeah, good game. Better better game. Better game from Brownlee. I still don't think he makes the team. But bottom of the screen right here, he runs a slant versus press coverage. Foot fire. Split. Well, actually, it's a split. Split release. Split release into a foot fire. Split release into a foot fire, um, you know, now in terms of, okay, versus better corners, uh, you know, is he really eating up a lot of ground or doing a lot with that foot fire? Not really. So the fact that, you know, you have the corner who kind of drops his weight and, and angles off a little bit, obviously not the best corner, but nonetheless, foot fire, inside stem, because he's trying to get, he's trying to win on that slant. So he takes the inside, because obviously if he's breaking to the inside with inside leverage, he assumes himself to win. At the break point, really, really like the little that move or, you know, veteran type move. With the push off, I don't know Cobb or who he's learning that from, but at the break point, so that you're gonna get contacted, right hand, push off, very slight, win to the inside, catch. Now the catch is this ideal catching technique. Absolutely not. 
It's terrible catch technique, but you know, he's falling down. It's a little bit low. Okay. Checks to the left, goes to the right, you know, pretty good job blocking here. You know, like Schweitzer's been better than I expected this preseason. That's for sure. So we have a couple good blocks. You know, Turner, again, I'm not trying to go through everybody's technique. I'll, I'll be here forever, but Turner maintains his block. Govern, uh, McGovern and Schweitzer right there do a good job. You know, you have, you have Tittman. I don't necessarily like the clap here, but he does a good, a, a good enough job. It's, it's a clean, this is a clean freaking pocket for Zach Wilson. Catch. Now again, hits him in the chest. You want that? No, but he caught it. Okay. This is probably where you really see the, is this ideal catching? No, and I get it. It's like in that it's in that gray zone of of it. Ideally, you probably sit down and extend towards it, you know. Um, but we, we don't want to rely on our chest to make any type of catch, right? So next play of Brownlee is play twenty two. I told my wife this is gonna take like another half an hour, like an hour ago. <laughs> uh, tw- uh Brownlee twenty six yards body catch. Okay. My, I'm 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 very sure my computer's gonna explode at a certain point as well. Play action. Again, pretty good job by the offensive line. Individually, we don't really have to do much. Becton, again, aggressive. Hands inside. Extension. Shut down that rush. Everybody else does a pretty good job. Wilson, play action. Good job. Better job than last year. Whips his head around there quickly. I like that. Gets his eyes up the field. Sees um, Brownlee across the middle. Open. Is this good catch technique? No. Because the ball... I think hits him in the chest. Unless it bounces off the hand there, but it's still not good catch technique. It's clapping. Catches it with his body. Turns up. I, I like I like the um I like the wiggle from from Brownlee. The catch technique, the route running, work in progress for sure. But a uh, good play there again. By Brownlee, even though I question the, the catch technique. The uh last play, Brownlee eh route. Okay. To the bottom right here is Brownlee. This is, you know, you, you see him get bowed out that wide. And, and what and what Boyle sees is, you know, really, you know, is this safety over the over the top and high? He's he's trying to hit him in that 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 honey hole, but he's not able to get off cleanly. He bows him out very, very wide. Why does he get bowed out very, very wide? Because he comes into that contact window and it's st- listen, there's a different time to use like that that stiff arm. Let's just call it a stiff arm. That's not what it's technically called. It's called a stiff arm, that push off. Slant inside, push off the right to get to the inside, cool. When you're going more vertical and you're trying to push off a guy, not going to work. If you're trying to cross his face right here, and this is not – there's a lot of things I can say that I say. I think people can be like, oh, well, Monday morning quarterbacking. It, great, you can say that. But I also have plenty of hours of me talking about situations, and um, this is him up again. You know, it, it, It'll come up again where this will work out or not work out based on what I'm saying and whatever. Like I, I, I stay true to what I say. So it's not just results-based. But – here at this point, we're trying to cross his face. He squared up. What we got to do? We got to chop down that arm. We got to we got to punch down. We got to swipe that arm. We cannot just push off his chest. The chest isn't what we want to defeat. We want to defeat that arm. Doesn't defeat the arm. Gets caught by it. Bows the route out from the top of the NFL logo. You know what? How many? You know what? Seven yards, six, five, five yards. He gets bowed out. So now timing's off. The ball is too in front. Why? Because the route was bad. It was a bad route. Uh, Herman's right tackle, eh, I didn't highlight that. Or I, I mentioned that, but I didn't put it down. Let's just watch it. Herman's not making a team anyway. But let's just watch the right tackle here. I, I'm assuming he gets bitched. Isn't he the guy who fought with Clemens last year too? But watch Herman's. Or is that Sanat? I forget. But let's... Okay, yeah, not ideal. Doesn't really matter. 
Uh, next, um, I had Charles, big catch and another drop, though. I guess I put him in bad and good. I have two miscellaneous plays from the offense, and I think maybe have one special teams play. Bought and kick out, Izzy follow. Okay. So we have a power zone. Power zone where the fullback's kicking out the DN. We got, like, lead zone. We got mic zones. We got boss zones. We got a bunch of zones. <laughs> so he's trying to kick out. So they're going to combo to the to one of these backers. Uh, I'm assuming this back. Well, they're both kind of there. I'm assuming that, that one. Let's see. But he's going to kick out. Okay. Well, he goes underneath. So I don't have to do anything. So um, that's that's actually good. That's actually a good job by – or uh, that's actually ideal for him to go backside right here and then him to be picked up because now they don't have to do anything. But – 64's eyes are inside. He actually just kind of lowers his shoulder to take that on as well. Eh, maybe. But nonetheless, I'm not really talking about that too much. Bodden wants to ideally, inside versus out, drive him outside. That's what he's trying to do. Inside versus out. Now, with this block, do we want to see the clap? Offensive lineman, 350-pound Becton, has more flexibility to, to, go, to go wide because he's powerful enough to keep driving him. Bauden, you know, 230, whatever he, whatever, you know, 240, whatever, 250, whatever he is, doesn't have the flexibility outside. We need to go more inside here. So I don't necessarily love the 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 hands, but he carries enough momentum into it and then is able um, to at least latch. It looks like maybe with the right hand. His elbows are tight. Again, you know, a little bit wide, but, he, but he's latching, you know, quarter that, that, that quarter turn and driving him outside. So not the cleanest technique. But, and yes, is this defensive end going to try to maintain outside leverage? Sure. Is he going to get, try to get driven outside like that? No. So you could say, oh, well, yeah, he's trying to get to the, he's trying to win to the outside. Not that much. Good hole. Bought in. Um, Izzy follows. Big run. That was a little bit, uh, that was a little bit jumpy, that one. Uh, okay, 48. Cap fight for first. This is a quick one. Third and four. I think Cap's right here on a drag. Caps are here on, uh, sorry, caps right there on a drag. Boyle reads the defense, you know, eventually, because for whatever reason, we're not really breaking that down. Steps up in the pocket. Obviously, there's some outside pressure. Throws it to, to Cap. He's three yards short. What do we want to do? We obviously, well, we want to catch the ball cleaner. That's for one. We want to catch the ball cleaner. Uh, but knowing it's third and four, knowing you're short of the six, you got to catch that ball and turn up the field. Catches the ball. A little bit cleaner. would turn You turn up even quicker. Turns up the field. Lowers the shoulder. He's got two yards to go. He got two yards to go at the contact point. But guess what? Determination lowers his helmet, drives, 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 dives for more yardage. Love it. Love it from Cap, which we haven't seen a lot of. Um, we heard a lot about him like pre coming into camp, like all the noise he was making, like in OTAs and stuff, and he kind of disappeared. So maybe he's a practice squad guy. I don't know. All right. Um, past that, we did good from the offense. We did the studs and the duds. We did the good from the defense, the bad from the offense, the bad from the defense. We had Gibson on a 31-yard uh, punt return, which I put in here. It's uh, second to last play. I think I have another play in here, which is odd for special teams. But nonetheless, 31-yard return. You don't need to see everything else. He's right here. It's not crazy. You know, listen. Um, at, at the at the end of the day, you know you're receiving the ball from from the right side. You're gonna have a lot of pursuit from the right side. And when he catches the ball, when he catches the ball, he's not gonna get inside of this guy. Well, he could, he could, but he takes it to the right, takes it to the right, outruns him. Now he sees three guys over the top with outside angles. Where is he gonna go? Underneath. 
and then just picks up more, you know, more yardage there. You would ideally, you'd ideally see Eccles hold that block right here, hold that block right there, but he doesn't. I think that's a personal. I think that's the long snapper who actually makes that tackle or pushes him out of bounds or whatever you want to call that. But still a good, good, uh, good return. We had Greg the leg two for thirty uh, or two for three. Um, he missed his first kick. Panic, panic. What is it like thirty-four yard kick or forty-yard kick, whatever it was? It was pretty short, but he shanked it. I'd rather happen it happened now than in Buffalo. So get out of the way. I'm okay with it. No need to be worried. And then the last miscellaneous play, which I have no idea what this is. Oh, okay. We, we all know this, right? Like the guy's clearly down. That's why the ball is, 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 you know, that's why it's not ruled a fumble or whatever. But with that being said, I forget the guy's name too, which is going to piss me off unless I can see it. But really good idea by, oh, it's Yugovo U- or whatever his name is, right? Let's say. Yuko, yeah. Yugovin or whatever. He actually made some plays, this guy. Uh, 52. That's something I should note too. 52, Yugovin, I believe. I think it's same Yugovin. Made some plays. And right here, he sees the ball loose. He just didn't target the ball, head down, try to truck that ball out. He does pick up by Crunchank, run for a touchdown. Obviously, he was down though when he was contacted, so that's why it was rolled. But still, I like the effort from uh, from Ugovin or whatever. Uh, quick coaching note: the the only thing I will criticize is I, I would like to see you know Hackett let uh, Wilson rip it a little bit more. It's it's a lot of simple underneath stuff and then past that and listen i'm not comparing him to michael floor at all but i got some lafleur vikings vibes every time we got to the to the vikings uh red zone we started running end arounds and screens and all that shit we get to the we get to the end zone or the red zone this this or actually i don't think it's a red zone it might have been at the 22 yard line regardless you know green zone um he was way too conservative the first trip he ran an end around to irv trolls a possession receiver which doesn't make a lot of uh, he's almost like a tight end doesn't make a lot of sense on end around to him. Like when we used to run end around to Robbie Anderson, who couldn't break a tackle for his life. And then two running back screens after that. So let Wilson rip it a little bit more. Like let him make mistakes. So I like to see more deeper concepts. Let him rip it in the red zone. Don't try to baby him. That was a coaching note. That's it for the show. Um, I appreciate you guys. I will see you on the next stream and next review. Um, again, I appreciate you.